Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana, my buddy Christopher! What's up, dude? Chris Kringle, in the hayos. And all through the house, not even a stirring was creaturing louse. That's how it goes, right? That's terrible. Uh, no. Merry Christmas, not. everybody. It's Merry Christmas Eve. Christmas. It's Christmas fucking Eve. We've made it through another holiday season. Uh, your credit card is pushed to the limit. Uh, you're stressed out. You've, you're sick of hearing those sugar-coated holiday jingles. Uh, but it's almost over. You know, you got to get up at five in the morning because your fucking crotch goblins are going to be screaming for their presence. Uh, <sighs> but then, you know, it's going to be done. Then so. and then you can get in, break into that whiskey and bourbon early, and oh, let's yeah. have a good old time. Uh, I'll be staying up, of course, as I always do, as my Christmas Eve tradition to try and capture Chris Kringle and uh, throw him in a wood chipper. That has been yes. my uh, goal since I was a it thirteen-year-old boy. You and every have. year, you, as you know, I stay up and I wait. And uh, fall, I haven't gotten it. You fall yet, asleep. But... You fall asleep. That's the you know? problem. I you're like asleep. you're like Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. You want to step so bad, but you <sighs> fall asleep. I try. Yeah. I try. And the thing is, it's it's just I keep. You know what the problem is? Mm. I keep snorting all that Ambien, and I think that that's yeah, helping. That's probably it. Yeah. But it doesn't. You know. And then uh, you drink the eggnog. Ugh. Right to sleep. It's, right it's to sleep. And then what happens? Santa shows up, he eats your fucking cookies, and he pisses in your shoes. And then he's gone. And it's another way to trap the motherfucker, you know? He he fucks your daughter, and there's change missing off the dresser. I've seen it a thousand times. Yep. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. They don't say what part of the body that she's kissing, but I think... They don't. And that is the... That is... I... This is an ongoing litigation that I have against... I (laughs) saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus because... I really feel like it sends the wrong message. God. And, you know, I've been censored for kissing, for stating Santa about Claus. kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> Why is this allowed to go on, this song? Oh, God. Well, have you and gotten all of your, your gift shopping done? I hope. I yeah. mean, yes. Yes? Okay. Uh, I, uh, I, I have, for sure. Yeah. Because we... the only person I buy anything for is me. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's I right. do. I don't. I don't buy Christmas presents. For I know, and but and I we do... talked about it, and it's good that you don't. Yep. I don't. Um, for one smacks thing, of it smacks hollow of effort. It is. It's it's totally hollow. Like forced giving to me is stupid. Like if you want to give someone something, give it to them any time of the year. But being forced to, like knowing, like, well, I gotta buy something for so and so, even though you can't think of anything to get them. Uh, and then you end up getting them something that they don't even really want. You've wasted money. Like you know, it's it's. It's it's asinine. It's just asinine. It's like know? being forced to worship a god because you're afraid he's going to send you to hell. That's right. That's if right. If you don't, what? How inadequate do you have to be? What kind well, of self esteem do you have to be 
yeah. make if they have no if we don't throw your adulation upon me, right. I am well, going to burn you forever. Well, it's just like the Christian God is a stupid, capricious God. So, I mean, what do you want? Uh, and then we just now, hopefully, we just lost that last two percent that we're hanging on as listeners. Yes. <laughs> you know where we stand. We're killing babies and we're worshiping Satan. All right, yep. that's it. That's yep, our yep. tagline now, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, so yeah, I bought myself a present uh, for yeah. Christmas. Well, uh, it's something I've been wanting for a while, and I actually found it on a, a um, Black Friday deal where it was half off. Normally, this thing is like thirty bucks. Uh, I found it for two fifty. You know, because wow. it, it fell off. A, it fell off a fell truck. Off a truck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> is this a weapon of some kind no no i oh. have i have you know i can always use more weapons so if you're thinking of getting me one that's fine uh but i have a lot of them already and this i don't have one of these it's a standing uh pac-man arcade game fuck yeah dude yeah dude <laughs> I had to, and like, we've talked about this, Power we're not really gamers. Like, I don't play, I don't have a PlayStation or Xbox or anything, but I love the old video games, particularly if they're a standing arcade game. And this is one of those ones that came out with a year or so ago, where it's like a little bit smaller uh, than like the, the actual, like, ones that they had in the arcades. You sit down at it, right? No, or... no, you don't have to. You don't have to. Oh, okay. uh, because what they did is what they, when they first came out with these, you kind of had to sit down because they were only about four feet tall or so. Yeah. Uh, but what they have now is they have like these these boosters, these standees that they put them in. So they're higher. So now it's like five and a half feet tall. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome, dude. And it's and it not only is it Pac-Man, but it has like other versions of Pac-Man, like Pac-World and stuff. And more importantly, it has Galaga, which is one of the greatest games of all time, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but the thing is fucking sweet, dude. It's like a fucking wooden booth. It has like the pat the original Pac-Man say, art on the sides. It has the graphics on the side. On yeah. the sides. And then like the top part of it, it glows. Uh, it glows. And it's like, you know, where it says Pac-Man and everything. And then the, the board with the, the uh, uh, buttons and, and joystick glows as well. There's like nice. LED lights in there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, dude. I've been wanting one of those for a long time. And I happened to see it for 250 And I was like click you know like i just i bought it fuck it you know uh, i have this spare bedroom that for two years i've done nothing with and i'm thinking about turning it into a fucking party room and just putting that in there and getting some neon signs that say like girls 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 and shit and just uh partying all by myself because i'm a sad lonely fuck but it'll I'll, look cool in there you know fuck yeah dude i'll come visit you and party in that fuck room. yeah my fuck my yeah. buddy uh my buddy eddie shouts out he uh actually uh started co it started out as him collecting stand-up arcade games but now it's like his business like he he bought so many dude this guy's nuts dude he bought he bought so many that he had like 25 of them in brash the brewery that he works at um and then he put and then he started putting them in bars all around houston so he has like that's cool and i went to uh i got to practice actually uh recently with uh chris my drummer uh other chris uh in person for the first time like after now you know, we're all his wife's a fucking nurse we're all tested we're all fine everyone chill the fuck out but we got to actually practice because we've been practicing over jam kazam this this app that we have that you know you can practice with online that takes the latency out it's this beta program but now the first of the year it goes into a pay program we are one of the beta users but um 
so he also is very uh, I know Eddie through him. Like, that's how I met Eddie. And I, go, I walk into Chris's house. What is in his fucking front room? The uh, Simpsons arcade game. Fuck yeah, dude. I was you know, like, I was just going to tell you that Simpsons fucking really arcade want. game because yeah. Eddie has like two of them. And he and he was going to get me a Street Fighter 2 for a while. That's all I wanted. I wanted a Street Fighter 2 so bad, dude. Yeah. Ultra or whatever. Alpha, whatever you can get me. But I never had the cash when he had them, and he could always mm. sell them to somebody. This this motherfucker bought a Brunswick bowling alley that was pieced out, like picked up, like the ball return, the pins, the the lane, like they were the 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 individual boards, like they're stacked. Like he went, he bought this whole thing and went, picked it up from a storage lot, sold it back to the Brunswick Museum, like the bowling museum wow. for some ungodly, you know, for very much of a profit, where they flew him and his wife out. Wow. And and you know took care of all that shit, so he's like, that's awesome. I, Good for him. I, I fucking uh, I I really do like that that old those old stand up yeah. things and, no, and me, in the sit down ones that like you you know the cocktail yeah. table ones are cool yeah. too. Yeah. And I love Pac Man. Uh, well, Pac Man's like uh, it's my the shit. best. Yeah, Pac Man and Galaga are probably my two favorite games, and they're both on this machine. So yeah, I I, I splurged and bought it for myself uh, as a Christmas gift to myself. Um, you deserve it. Any, I, I I do thank you. Um, and like funny enough, I like I had just gotten a royalty check for almost exactly that amount on the same day, nice. uh, and I was just like, this this was meant to be. So anyway, um, I got that. But yeah, I definitely want the Simpsons, the original 1990 Simpsons arcade game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found like a place that makes them, and they're not expensive, dude. They're like less than 200 bucks, and they're like a full standing one. Uh, they like recreate it. Um, but uh, the other one I want to get is the original Star Wars game, you know, where you hold like the where you're like flying the X-wing, and it's just yeah, like an that, Atari. That was too yeah. hard. I was it never was good at difficult. that game. It was it was difficult, but you know what? If you don't have to pay to keep going, you know. <laughs> I guess uh, I just never enjoyed that game. I always I, I loved, it. dude. I loved it because I don't know. I was so into Star Wars when I was little, and like you got to sit in the thing and like. You know, you heard like Obi Wan talking to you and R 2s little noises going off. Uh, yeah. But but anyway, they actually make one of these things that's a recreation, uh, and for it's like five hundred bucks. But it's one that you can actually. It has the whole chair and the whole thing that you can get. And of wow. course, it's a miniature version of it, but like it's still like it's big enough for a grown man to sit in. You know, yeah. and I was just like, fuck, dude. So if I got that and I got the Simpsons and I already have my Pac-Man, like, I'll never have to leave the house. Not that I do anyway. Hey, but. man, like, seriously, Eddie sells these like that's his job. Like, that's his fucking thing. Like, he gets like he buys and sells the Simpsons game. Like, he's probably had five or six of them that he's bought and sold. Yeah, but those so, are like, but those are like the real thing. Yeah, it's like, the real those thing. Are, those are like thousands of dollars. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I don't, that, I don't know if they're that, I don't know if they're as expensive as you may think, dude. Okay. Well, the ones that I look at, they're, they're slightly smaller. They're recreations, so they're not as expensive. Oh. So you get one for like 250 500 And mm-hmm. the Simpsons one that I saw, it was, it was really cheap because they kind of like recreate it. They just slap it together. It's like particle board, but it, you know, it's like made to look like one. Uh, but and that's good enough for me. I don't need the, the official thing. But yeah. anyway, I bought that for myself. Yeah. And so is it? arrived yet or you have it no, now no no i just bought it oh okay okay cool mm-hmm. um I, well i look forward to uh it's I wanna... shipping and i've got to put it together apparently it takes like an hour and a half to put together so no big deal you know an hour and a half to put together how many pieces they fucking th- send that thing in 
Well, you got to put together. It's brand new when you get it's it. It's like five. Like you set up some wood, you throw a TV in there, push a button. Right. What else you got to you know, do? Like, well, you know, they said that, uh, you know, like it, it ships, you know, in a box. So you have to put it together. It's not going to ship as is. It's like impossible. So, uh, you know, and the shipping was free and I like that. So, whoa, hold on. Mm-hmm. The shipping was free on that because I've free. looked at those I, exact things you're talking about. I know I've looked at them and it's like the shipping is usually like half the fucking price sometimes. Dude, yeah. I'll, I'll send you a link to where I got it. That's I forget cool. the name of the place already, but it was something like Best Home or something like that. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Anyway. Um, That's cool. Um, I, I wanted to bring, since you mentioned neon signs, were you about to, did I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Since you mentioned neon signs, mm. I have something to say. I have something to announce. Mm-hmm. It looks like, the, right now, if you're watching this video, I'm in the Library of Evil, right? Mm-hmm. This is where I resided in the east wing of wayne manor for quite mm-hmm. some time but there's going to be a change people i'm oh. going to be now nestled in the west wing of wayne manor in my brand new office which is much bigger and uh you know you know where i made the garbage pail kid desk where i made a desk and you made money mm-hmm. okay so that i've sound i'm doing soundproofing all in there because i've been getting all of these like uh uh audiobook gigs lately like they uh, like a more than i thought i would be getting mm-hmm. as i'm uh, i don't know if this is a secret but can we i'm doing some of your stories for a yeah, project absolutely um, very excited about that and uh, some other stuff so I'm, I'm putting this together i need more room and uh so i so next time you see me and actually it could be the only problem was the internet is not where i needed to be on that side of the house so mm-hmm. i have uh, that being fixed tomorrow so Very I will good. have full internet. So next time you see the show, it will I will be in a different place on a different and in the background I have a that my wife gave me a very nice neon Lone Star beer sign that very hangs cool. in there. Um, so cool. so I'm very excited to uh, be in there. It's it's so much more room, dude. I'm at this I'm in a desk that's a corner desk right now. I'm shaking this shit like mm. it's at an angle. It's it's weird. I like it, right. but it's time for a. Uh, Time to move on over up, and, and get my shit together. Uh, very nice. So I'm very excited to be in a new space. Uh, by the next time you see me, I'm going to be moving all of my books and shit out of here. The record player, all that stuff. My wife will do something with this room that'll probably destroy all the evil that I've built into it. But it doesn't matter. I'm taking. She's going to come me. in there with like a smudge stick and everything to like get rid of the yeah. spirits. Yep. Exactly. The tie. Zelda, Zelda Rubenstein will show up and be like, "This room is clean." there he is um uh yeah so that that's what i'm doing i'm and you know what else so i'm i'm recording all of the you know i said i'm moving over there and i'm I'm slowly building this out to being a soundproof area where i'm going to be recording um so right now it's it's semi but it's it's like i'm doing the thing so it's going to be very cool but speaking of like recording i wanted to say like it's the end of the year you know it's christmas and this stuff Mm-hmm. So I wanted to say on here now, it's been it's been a whole year since I have not had a day job. I know it kind of doesn't. It's, do. an ast- it's like an asterisk year because everybody like everything's fucked up. So it, I don't I don't really yeah. count it. But I, w- I did want to say that in these in this 52 week span since I have not had a job. Do you do you want to know how many podcasts that I've done counting yes. these podcasts? How many? One hundred and twenty seven. Thank you. In 52 weeks. 
That's a lot of podcasts. It's a lot of fucking podcasts, man. Yes, it is. Well, I congratulations on one year uh, uh, being a being jobless. Um. <laughs> but it doesn't count, though. It doesn't count because I know. I, I, know, feel, I, I feel like it doesn't count because we have unemployment. I know. I'm, I didn't know what the fuck. I'm to call fucking it. milking that unemployment teat from both sides, dude. I'm sure I'll be in fucking tax prison soon. It doesn't matter, but nice. you know, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. But this audiobook stuff is a way that I can actually continue. Because that stuff brings passive – that's passive income, dude. You do it once and the shit just comes in, you know, they sell whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, – you know, I always have talked about trying to work around these obstacles that the pandemic has put in our way to keep our path going. And that's – this is a way that's going to keep me going. Nice. Well, good. I'm glad. Well, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, are you ready to jingle all the way? I guess. Uh, that's – I mean, you, you – not – you're not. Clearly, you uh, have spoken out about that movie uh, many times when I've brought it up. Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger yeah, and Sinbad, true. Jingle All the yeah. Way. Uh, and you have... Hot Diarrhea. Okay. Hot Diarrhea. Yet, yeah. yet, you keep bringing it up. Yeah, it's like if, if, a, if, a movie, if a movie company drank eight gallons of whiskey and, and mixed with hot sauce and ate a bunch of beans, that movie would be... Okay. Now, see, now you're just talking about canon now. Okay, so don't get it to. They didn't make that one. Can't canon? Canon no, films. Oh no, oh, no wait. Canon <laughs> yeah. is a canon makes. No, the you best said movies. a movie company who like yeah. No, I'm saying if they made a, a holiday movie, it would be, be jingle all the way. If they yeah, did it, all those things, no, no, no. Canon, it's fucking great. By the way, I need to make a correction uh, on uh, our Stuart Gordon episode uh, when I re-listened to it. I said that Full Moon used to be Vestron. That's incorrect. Uh, I, I noticed it when I heard it. I was like, wait, that's wrong. Uh, actually, Full Moon used to be Empire. So, little little correction. Little uh, vital social correction. And I'm so, really glad that you had to bring it up before I did. Because hey, it was, it was going to be a whole segment that I was going to yeah, <laughs> I mean, It's a good thing that, I, that you didn't bring it up because you didn't know at all. So, like, you would have screwed it up. Yeah. I, you're right. Absolutely right. As usual. All right. So, um, are you ready to start our Christmas special? I'm very, ready. I'm feeling a little. Chris, put, let's put the Chris in Christmas. Okay. Let's huh? do it. Yeah. I'm jingling. I'm jingling right now. My balls are descended. Balls fully. are jingling. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm feeling good. So, deck we should the, jingle deck it. Deck the balls. Now. Deck the balls. So, all right. Let's uh, get into it. With you're, our, you're dancing around. It made me kind of like I dance. I kind of feel like dancing now. Hey, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, 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 it's the Santa. eggnog, baby. It's the fucking mm, egg. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. These are things you have to watch the video to get. So anyway, so okay. moving right along. Now, so we got to all, all I wanted for Christmas is you and my Pac-Man arcade game. <laughs> all I want for Christmas. Enough of that. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. All right, let's get right into it here uh, with our first topic, which is uh, a book of the week. Book. Oh, book Bookie. of the week. Bookie book. Book. All right, so what do you got for me today, Chris? Egghead likes book. That's right. In fact, I even spelled the same way, K-R-S. Uh, okay, so this week, 
because this is a Christmas edition of Book of the Week, uh, I've got a little bizarro tale for you. Uh, now, this is a book by Robert Devereaux, uh, who has made a name for himself uh, in the uh, in the bizarro and horror community. Uh, and I'm going to talk about a book. Now, this is this came out a while ago. It's not new, but it's uh, it's a holiday classic, I guess you could say. Um, this is a little book called Santa Steps Out, uh, and it's part one of the Santa Claus Chronicles. Uh, and if you look up this book, it has the best fucking cover. It's Santa Claus in a bed of fire with a, a hot naked redhead riding him. Uh, he's basically fucking a girl. So you can get an idea. Who did, of, is that? Is that a Jim Agpalza cover? Who did that cover? Uh, well, it's it's I believe it's Deathhead. Uh, Dead Eye Press. So, so it's kind of a gym. Is it a painting? It looks like. I mean, I, I don't know who did it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I thought you were holding the book in your hand. My bad. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to give you a quick lowdown of this. Uh, again, this is like crazy, bizarro uh, Santa. Uh, and so this will be. Uh, so hide the kids, hide your wife. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> Here's the description sex, death. And Santa Claus. His generosity is legendary. He has a devoted wife, a crack team of skyborne reindeer, hordes of industrious elves, and the love of good little boys and girls around the globe. But what unholy desires now propel him into the lavicious clutches of a certain fairy? And who was he before the sleigh and the workshop in times forgotten? She munches on molars, summons drowned sailors to her pleasure, and recalls, sharp as a pinprick, her life as the most savage of ash nymphs. When they, <clears throat> when then is she is she stuck, night after night? No, I'm sorry. Why then is she stuck night after night, hovering above pillows to leave coins for gap-toothed brats? More important, how quickly. Can she captivate the jolly old elf to the north? He's huge, fluffy, lonesome, and unbearably horny. On his Easter rounds, he contrives as often as possible to get a grip on himself and peer into interesting bedrooms. But who in the world will throw him down and ravage him as the lovers under his gaze ravage one another? Dead Eye Press is proud to bring back the ultimate erotic Christmas story from Robert Devereaux. So again, that is uh, Santa. <laughs> again, that is Santa Steps Out, uh, which is a, a twisted pornographic story about Santa and the Tooth Fairy uh, and all the depraved things that they get up to. Yeah, okay, and I'm looking at this now. This is, this is not a... a... Jim McPalza cover. I'm sorry, okay. but Jim McPalza does do a lot of the. Uh, he's done one of my covers. He's done two of my covers, actually. Um, and uh, he's an awesome dude, awesome artist out of uh, out of Portland that does a lot of bizarre Very stuff. Cool. Anyway. Very cool. And so then, anyway, Robert, go ahead. I was just going to say, Robert Devereaux also has a lot of other like. If you're into the bizarre oh, yeah. stuff, yeah. you know he's he's got uh, Slaughterhouse High, Baby's First Book of Fucked Up Shit, and this Santa Claus shit goes on forever. Santa Claus it conquers does, the yeah. homophobes. Santa Claus yeah. saves the world. Santa Claus <laughs> yeah. eats a dick. It's all it's it's yeah. He's yeah. got a lot so, of them, uh, yeah. and and they're all uh, hilarious and perverted. 
Uh, and uh, Robert has also done a, a little bits of extreme horror. He was in uh, uh, DOA 2, uh, w- which also features a, s- a story by myself. Uh, That's so, right, yeah, it does. He's popped up in a lot of things. So anyway, if you're looking for a not-so-conventional Jolly Christmas, I highly recommend you check it out. Yeah, I, and I know that dude from BizarroCon. He's always there. He always, like, he's an older guy, so he's always wearing, he, like, not that that matters, but he's wearing, like, a vest and, a, and a, like, a button-up shirt and a tie every day, and he's got his wife with him and shit. Meanwhile, the rest of us are degenerate fucking like half clothes that are yeah. haven't been washed in two weeks, dreaded hair. We're smoking. T-shirts. Yeah. T-shirts we're just, with the sleeves ripped off. Exactly. Yeah. We're like just awful. And he's like a pristine, like nice person and doing stuff, but he's, he's, fucking... he's, uh, he's awful in his head. His head is awful. And he writes awesome, awfully awesome things. He's class. He's got class. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. He's got class. So there we go. Book of the week. Check him out. Check out Robert Devereaux. He's got a huge catalog. Okay. So now that we've gotten uh, into all that, I think what we can do is we can get into our next topic. Yep. Keep moving right along. Moving right along. Dip it on. Santa's so coming. Got, got something, uh, something special for you. Okay. Uh, just for this occasion. So without further ado, we'll get into our next topic, which is... Our next segment, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, Definitely. our next segment, which is the Rubbies. Ridiculous, crazy, 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 read. Crazy. All right, so what so, do you got for me today? This is your week, and you're going to surprise is... me with something big. I've been promised something that's going to give me uh, – you told me, like you specifically said, put your boner pants on before I do this. You actually – and I said, I yeah, I put them on before we started recording, and you were like, did you? And I was like, no. So I had to go change and put yeah. them on before this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. They're zipped up tight. Please okay. carry okay. on. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, so – I wanted to do something that was uh, somewhat Christmas themed, and some would say that this counts as a Christmas movie. Uh, this is, of course, a novelization, uh, as I just gave away by saying, you know, it's a movie. Now, there's a lot of debate about this kind of thing, uh, like with Die Hard, for example, and, you know, like, that's not what I'm reading from, but uh, Die Hard, for example, like people were like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. Well, you know what? Fuck you. It is. Uh, and here's why. It takes place on Christmas. Period. That's all it needs to be a Christmas movie. If it takes place on Christmas, it's a fucking Christmas movie. Like, sure. people will say Gremlins is a Christmas movie, but then they'll give you shit about Die Hard. Go fuck yourself. It takes place on Christmas, the end. Gremlins right. is a Christmas movie. Absolutely it is. Of course it is. I'm not arguing that. But so is Die Hard. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Nobody's anyway. arguing. So we're you on the same not. page. You better not. Uh, so anyway, this this book, uh, part of it takes place on Christmas. Okay. Uh, and this is a little book uh, called Rocky Four. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I must break you. <laughs> you will lose. This is this is part four in the Rocky saga. Conrad, uh, I fuck your skull. Yes. Uh, 
And uh, in the in this particular one, uh, the big fight does play does take place on Christmas. And you've described this movie as being uh, a music video. It is this in the is past in past so episodes. This is we got to have a Rocky episode, dude. By the way, to be like to be continued, there will be a Rocky episode that we'll do. Dude, you know I could talk Rocky. I could talk boxing. Um. So anyway, yeah. Uh, but one of the things that makes this so interesting to me is the fact that this movie is. Literally nothing but fights and and music videos. There's very little story to this movie, uh, and it's enormously popular with with Rocky fans. But I think the movie's pretty stupid, personally. A lot of, a lot of montages. How do you write it's, a montage all, into a book? Dude, it's, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm wondering. Well, you know, if you need someone who can write montages and music videos and stuff and make it a book, mm-hmm. uh, you get Sylvester Stallone. No, he did not write the novelization of this he fucking He wrote the movie. novelization of, of his own script. Four. Did he write the script too? Yeah, of course he, he wrote, wrote the script. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, oh, that see, that's the kind of meta shit that makes right? this segment so good. It's crazy. It's crazy. Now, okay, maybe maybe it was a ghostwriter. Who knows? But it says on the book, Sylvester Stallone wrote hey, this fucking book. You're being um, really rude, you know. I'm doing, trying to do my best to write a book. Like, huh? like, like, Just like, write a book. Yeah, I can relax brain. Okay, you can you can stop with that. Um, relax brain. Yeah, well, like like here's the thing. Like people make jokes about about Sly, but he did write a lot of great screenplays. No, he, he wrote, wrote Rocky. He, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, I know. And he, he wrote earned, he, he wrote earned all the, of the Oscar. Fucking Rockies. Yeah. He wrote them all, all of them. I'm uh, not giving him shit. I'm just doing his voice, dude. You're being really rude. I'm trying to do my best. I have a relaxed brain. I'm not I just I just <laughs> fucking said that people do this. I didn't say you. Oh. I can't say anything without you turning it around and making it about you. Like, I know. You, you need to drop the vanity. You need to be less self. All right? Mm, I'll try. So anyway, a, a lot of times these books have a... Uh, you know, like have a little teaser, like on the front page. Like this was a big thing in the '80s with paperbacks, is they'd give you a little teaser. Like you'd open it, and it would give you a little, tiny little clip of the of what the book, like of something from the book. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and read that teaser now, uh, because I think it, it it gives a nice little lead in. Uh, for those who don't know, in Rocky Four. He it, it was took it, it was made in the eighties. It took place during the Cold War, and it's basically Rocky fights an unstoppable, uh, cold-hearted Russian. Uh, and if you don't like, if you haven't seen this, yeah, you know, like get fucked. Like who hasn't seen this? All right. So anyway, here's the little teaser. It snowed in Leningrad on Christmas Day, but it didn't deter the people. There was to be a fight between the Russian champion and the American champion. Everyone wanted to see it. Suddenly, the crowd was on its feet, booing and whistling. Rocky walked down the aisle toward the ring. The boos gave way to jeers and crude gestures, but Rocky walked through the crowd, his eyes straight ahead. Then the arena erupted into more noise, but this time it was cheering. Drago, the Russian champ, walked down the opposite aisle. The crowd went wild, a tidal wave of noise. Drago, Drago! Drago! Rocky bounced up and down on the balls of his feet, his eyes never leaving the Russian. So that's a little opening teaser there. That's just the teaser? Yeah, that's just damn. the opening teaser. That's, that's a, a good very... teaser. I, know, I mean, I know. I'm, I'm just reiterating, like, damn, that's like a... That gets you wet. 
kind of. Yes, it does. So what I decided to do, because like as we were saying, this movie is mostly music videos, workout montages, and fights. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking to myself when I got a hold of this, it's from the Mum Library. Uh, I was thinking, I was like, like, how the fuck are they going to write a boxing match? Like, how boring is that going to be? Like, how do you write that and make it exciting? It's kind of like when people write a shootout yeah. in a novel. It just doesn't have the same pop as it would in a film. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and read from the, the big fight <laughs> at, the, at the end of the movie. Okay. Um, which, you know, which is also the end of the book, obviously. I'm going to read from that. Uh, so anyway, here we go. This is from Rocky Four. Written by Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, not it's not written by Frank Stallone. You're right. I just I mean, hey, you gotta make that differentiation. Verification. Yeah. Take already it back. Said, already said do, it was written. The crowd roared in angry disapproval. Now we know one thing, Rocky said. What? Duke asked. Nobody here's colorblind. Rocky instinctively dropped to one knee and made the sign of the cross. Across the ring, Drago smirked in disdain. The bell rang. Round one. Rocky fired out of his corner, determined to take the fight immediately to the big Russian, but Drago kept circling to the right, flashing stiff jabs that succeeded in keeping Rocky off balance. Every time he'd move in for the body, he'd find Drago's glove in his face. Rocky was connecting, but not as effectively as he wanted. He had the feeling Drago was playing cat and mouse with him. Suddenly, the Russian's jab turned into right and left hand bombs. They were landing. Rocky could hear a ringing sound in his head. He knew he had to do something quickly. Rocky comes firing from his corner, but is met with stiff opposition. The Russian, with a massive reach, is keeping the Philly slugger off balance. Go after him, Rocco! Polly screamed from the corner. Rocky went. He leapt up. <laughs> you fucking cocksucker. I see what you're putting on the screen. Anyway, uh, Rocky went. He leapt up and cracked Drago with a murderous right. A jolt of pleasure ran down Rocky's arm. The Russian merely shrugged it off and smirked. It was like a bug splattering on a car window. That's writing. The crowd roared for its hero. Rocky just pulverized Drago with a leaping hook. Halliburton interrupted. And Drago just smiled. The arrogant smile made Rocky lose control. He attacked the Russian with a vengeance. He threw jabs and combinations, trying to fill the bases and set up a Grand Slam home run. But all he was hitting was air. The Russian was fast. It was like having a redwood tree vanish before your eyes. Adrian felt her stomach twisting into a knot. An ominous feeling started to flood her. She hoped it didn't show on her face. The cheers from the audience grew louder, as if drawing energy from the rabid crowd. Draco responded with a powerhouse left jab and caught Rocky off guard and staggered him. The Russian instantly followed up with a series of combinations that left Rocky wavering like a top of a tree in a storm. The the spectators jumped to their feet. They sensed blood, American blood. Adrian was standing too. Back up! Back up! she yelled, but her voice was lost in the din of the crowd. Polly and Duke were frantically yelling instructions, even though they knew Rocky couldn't hear them. Christ! Tie him up! Move! Keep moving! 
White's voice was filled with excitement. Rocky's hurt! He woke up the giant and he's paying the price! A right connected above Rocky's eye. Blood spurted, then oozed. He's cut too! Rocky bobbed and weaved, backpedaled and circled sideways, but the Russian was always there, connecting, connecting. Another right slipped through Rocky's battered defenses, and he floated down to one knee. People started stamping their feet. The arena was vibrating. Rocky stood and took the mandatory eight count. He waved to Polly and Duke that he was all right. Drago continued attacking. The knockdown had swept the fury from Rocky's mind. He started boxing Apollo's way. He danced the way he had learned in Los Angeles. Step, step, jab. Step, step, jab. It was like a cassette playing in his head. Drago's blows were missing their mark. Each second, Rocky got stronger. Paulie and Duke nodded to each other in approval. Suddenly, a hook connected to Rocky's midsection. The air whooshed out of him. He bent over. Drago corrected his posture with a right uppercut. Everything was blurry to Rocky. His feet seemed to be tangled up. Somebody had stopped the music to his dance. Two thunderous rights in a row, and Rocky hit the canvas. Rocky was on his feet by the count of seven, but he was dazed. He couldn't even hear the crowd roaring. Rocky was smashed to the canvas! But he wants more! Rocky, stay down! Adrian screamed, but he didn't. He pushed the referee away. And now it cuts to another little scene. It goes back to his son, watching this at home, sitting by the Christmas tree. Does he Rock have his robot? He does. Rocky Jr. couldn't take his eyes off the television set. Was this really happening to his dad? Was this what boxing was about? It was horrible. He wanted it to end. He wanted his mother and father home. Your dad's getting smashed, a friend said quietly. Rocky Jr. blinked, but the picture didn't go away. It was real, not a nightmare. And I'm going to stop there. So, yeah, that is a reading from Rocky IV by Sylvester Stallone. And he pulled it off. Did he, though? I, <laughs> I mean, know. it was it, it, like that writing was so cliche filled. Uh, it was like a lot of the similes were really uh, overused. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a book. I'll be honest. Um, you know, if you're watching the video, you listening. I was uh, actually uh, had muted my microphone and was showing pictures from naked Mike Tyson's punch out during yeah. that uh, because you didn't believe me that that was a thing or maybe I, you I, did believe me. I, but I, did. I was just surprised. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I saw I saw that. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It, it was it was there. Uh, I think that, you know, that I'm just trying book. to I'm just trying to <laughs> add some ambiance to this. It's Christmas, dude. It's Christmas. Some, Merry Christmas. It's not some, Christmas without Glass Joe's dick. Yeah. You gotta see an 8-bit dick on Christmas. That is yeah. your... That is what we fought in World War II for. It's tradition. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Thank I you. agree. Thank uh, you. So that was uh, Rocky IV. Uh, funny enough, um, a boxing match reads just as terribly as I thought it would. Uh, like, you don't really get the same it really, uh, effect. I, it's, it doesn't work. Yeah. I like the Adrian screaming part, you know, when she's like, <laughs> I like that his son, you know, rest in power, uh, you know, was like, come on, dad. And he had that robot and then he took all those pills and died. Uh, but it was good. You know, it was yeah, good. I mean, it, it was all right. You know, 
The okay. mo- oh, yeah. Oh, I was talking about Nick T- Naked Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Were you talking about the book? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. I don't even remember what like what's <laughs> happening. Oh man, I love us. We're, we're but I want to say, here. like, you can write, you can write uh, fiction about boxing that is really good. Like uh, T. Fox Dunham certainly did. He had a book called uh, uh, Rope Burns, and he had another one, uh, Pound for Pound, uh, and they're really good books. Uh, and one of the stories uh, that he wrote. Uh, was made into the movie Million Dollar Baby, which is an excellent film. Excellent. I've not seen it. Well, you're missing out. It's an excellent movie. Seems uh, boring. Heartbreaking. You're an asshole. It's a it's a great movie about boxing, uh, and it's uh, one of the most heartbreaking films I've ever seen. Like I bawled at the end of that movie, and that's rare for me these days uh, to to cry at a movie. Mm. Uh, but I did. I bawled. It was just it was so good. Uh, but anyway, you can do it, but you like you don't want to necessarily give a play by play of a boxing match in a in a novel. It just doesn't really work. Like he threw a left, he threw a right, he got tired, but he kept going. Like it, it reads stupidly. So yeah, I, I think you mean like you can do it, but Sylvester Stallone cannot do it. No, so like no, he can, he can no he can translate he can write the script. But he cannot translate it into a narrative book form, is what I'm trying to say. I just don't think anyone could make a good book out of the script of Rocky IV. <laughs> I think Challenge it's accepted, dude. Here we go. And that's, why, <laughs> that's why I read it, because how, how could it possibly be good? Uh, but anyway, the big fight takes place on Christmas, so it kind of mm-hmm. counts as a Christmas thing. Uh, that. So that's why I picked it. That's why yeah. I picked it. Yeah. Plus, Rocky goes back to like old school training in that, that movie. He's like running yeah. through the snow. Yeah. He's like fucking doing these these crazy sit up things where he's like dangling yep. from the hanging wood, upside down hanging shit. upside down. Yeah, like he's really like he really yeah. digs I in miss, in that one. I, I like it. I, I miss those days. I used to do shit like that. Like I used to uh, when I lived in Massachusetts, uh, like in the winter time, it would get like the heavy snow. Uh, I would jog through the snow with a backpack full of weights. You know, it was fucking awesome. You know, I mean, I wear my weight vest when I walk my dogs. I, yeah. think I, have it, I think I have it at like 55 pounds or something right now. Oh, nice. There you but go. But it's cold, dude. It's cold. Like, Okay. So you sent, okay. I see the look on your face. I know. You sent me a picture uh, or a video the other morning where you're chatting and you're like, here's the view from my office and it's like snowing outside. And it wasn't like a hard snow. It was like a nice light snow. And I was like, man, yeah, it's it, no big deal. I was looking at that and I was like, if that was happening here, Houston would just be shut down. We would be I'm shut sure. down for days. Mm-hmm. People would be stranded on the fucking overpasses and like it would be a nightmare. I Um, know. That's what I experienced when I was in North Carolina. It would snow maybe once a year. But when it did, everything shut down. People are too scared to drive. And they also they'd have no plow budget in the south because they don't they don't they don't anticipate this happening because it's so rare. So to be fair. Uh, you know, like like people up north are just like, oh my god, they like they shut down everything just because of an inch of snow. It's like, well, there's no plows. Like the roads are covered in snow. Up yeah. here, we get eight, we get like eight feet of snow, and the the roads are still plowed. So yeah, you know, we don't uh, we don't have we don't have uh salt trucks or anything either. Right, like, right. The, the most they do is sand. They'll mm-hmm. put sand on the roads, which mm-hmm. I think makes it like a more fun kind of demolition derby type of thing. Yes. But it doesn't. It doesn't help. It's like uh, let's just throw gasoline on this fire. But yeah. it's cold here for me. Like so, I got up. Like sure. you know, this morning I got up and I'm I'm in. Like I put a hoodie on, 
sweatpants, and my big comfy robe, two hoods on over my head, socks and my slippers. That's how I have to do it because I'm a little cold pussy when it comes to being cold. I'm, I'm well, too spoiled like, by this. I just like textures. the image of you just like hanging out in a robe because as you were saying, you haven't had a job in a year. I just think that's adorable. It's just like too perfect. I love my robe, dude. My robe is awesome. It's got a hood. It's black. I'd be wearing it right now, you know, except I'm trying to appear professional on camera for some reason. I don't know why. I, I did the opening of this in a in – a, or no, hey, we weren't on camera yet. I was just in a in a undershirt. We were in the green room in the, in the we undershirt. Were. I was just in a tank top, like not even like a, a one that you would wear out, but just like a cheap ass undershirt. Because uh, I live That's in right. those. I live in those. All right. So uh, now that Rocky Four is done, uh, I think we can keep moving it along. When you right? move it. Yeah. We, we've, I got think a, we we've got a couple of calls, don't we? The, we've got uh, the Corey Hotline. This is the, the Corey Hotline segment, people. We are. I know we need a theme for it. We've talked about it, and we're going to have one. Okay? So lay off. It's Christmas, for crying out loud. Jesus Christ. Literally. Was born. And we are fucking talking about a... Anyway. Please call us on the Corey hotline. You can, you can tell us anything you want. Um, ask us questions, or just tell us things. Okay, so if you want to call the Corey hotline, it's 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. You can leave a message on the Corey hotline. We will play it. We will listen to it. Uh, what are you showing me? Your phone? It up. I fucked it up. That's all right. I'm showing the Corey hotline. Oh, that's the Corey hotline picture. The picture is badass of yep. us. Uh, you know what? But the most picture... I mean, I'm sorry. All pictures of us together are badass. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but... You can call the Corey hotline, ask us stuff, tell us stuff. All right. Well, I think that we should go right. I mean, we got some calls, dude. We got the Corey. The Corey hotline has been oh, blowing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we we've got some calls to listen to. If you're not if you don't know you, now, you know, you know, you can call us. Now. <laughs> the Corey hotline is available for you 24 seven. Anytime you want to call, leave us a message. It's eight, three, two. Nine three zero one three four seven. That's eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. We post the number up on our our social medias all over the place. So you can if you didn't get it there, but um, we have some messages. So uh, we encourage you to call, ask us questions, or uh, yes. say whatever you want. So and if you're and if you're a lady, uh, we don't mind some dirty talk, some heavy breathing. Uh, feel free to do that. And if you're a gentleman and you want to do that as well, we uh, nope. we take all we take all comers, and I nope. do mean comers. Uh, leave those messages for John Wayne. I if you mean... want to jerk off and 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 record your orgasm into the Corey Hotline, we will okay, play it on the air. Like, just stop, stop. No, no. Unless you're a lady, then uh, that's awesome. Do it. Okay. Uh, okay so or, let's or... get right into these. Let's get into these calls, shall we? Okay. This is the first one. Here we go. All right. Hey, Chris and JW, this is Ray. I just want to call and wish my dear friend JW. I know it's a little late, but happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Love you. Hope and talk soon. Oh, that's nice. That's my buddy Ray. That's not a question, Ray. Ray's allowed to say whatever (laughs) he wants, dude. Ray rules. I I was joking. I was quoting Troy McClure. I was quoting Troy McClure. I know. 
That's not uh, a question, Professor. <laughs> uh, no, thanks, Ray. Thank you very much. And, you know, happy Thanksgiving. H- happy holidays. And happy holidays to you, to you. You know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Crazy Kwanzaa, a tip-top tet, and a solid, uh, solemn, dignified Ramadan to you. Absolutely. And, Ray, I love you too, man. You rule. Ray, uh, someone I met through conventions, and now he knows myself and, and Chris here, and he's a, he's a good dude, so... I appreciate you, man. I'll be back uh, forever. So mm-hmm. let's move to the next episode. Uh, next All episode right. or the next message. Here we go. John Wayne and Chris. This is Christy Whiskey, and I'll be your intern. I like to press buttons. I'm good at pressing buttons. I love y'all. Bye. All right. All right. We like that. Uh, uh, we got to volunteer to be our intern to press all of our buttons. I Christy. Think there- I think there was a veiled uh, double in Tandra and that pressing buttons thing. Yes, I think so. I think so. Uh, Chris, Christy's awesome. What's up, Christy? Uh, I, I love you so much. She uh, has always been supporting me, like out here in the H Town, thirty the dirt, financially, the Third Coast, dirty. Th- yeah, she is one of just <laughs> one of the women that I have that set up sets me up financially. No. Now, Christy's awesome. She comes out to a bunch of shows. She's been at some of the craziest shows that I've I've experienced. And uh and she's like uh she's awesome. So she and actually, dude, she would be our fucking intern. And yeah. I, I know you're listening, Christy, and I know you would, and we might actually tap you to do some stuff. So you, you might regret leaving that message. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, Christy. Thank, Thank you very you, much. Call again, please. And anytime you want to press our buttons, uh, you know the number. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Chris and John Wayne. Hey guys, see Derek Miller. I'm cruising down the highway in Dallas, Texas. Uh, listening to the podcast, you know, long time listener, first time caller. Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out and say thank you for everything you're doing, for all the tips you've been giving people. You're a big influence, even the, I mean, well, especially to someone like me. Not that I'm anyone special. I've been doing this writing thing for like 13, 14 years now. I've done indie, I've been with literary agencies in London, stuff like that. It's an up and down thing. It's a roller coaster. But I still learn something new from you guys every week, just just listening to how you do it and what you do. And I just want to say I really appreciate it. I I love the way that you guys put yourself out there like that. It's really awesome. I wish everyone I knew had someone to listen to every week, just like I listen to you guys. Wait. I totally do. I should really push your podcast on to other people. I, I <laughs> yes. see it. You, I know you see it. I do. Anyway, I just wanted to say thank you. You guys are kicking ass. Keep it up. Have a good one. Thank you, dude. We really appreciate that. Absolutely, we do. And he put uh, our uh, commercial, first commercial we had. Mm-hmm. He was yes. just playing on, on our on book, his podcast. On his yes. podcast. Um, and you remember what it's called right off the bat. Uh, butterflies yeah. make me angry. Make me angry. Right? That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, dude, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. We appreciate that. And I'm so glad that that you that you and people are are getting something from this. That we're uh, dropping some knowledge. Because uh, yeah, I think it's like a fifty fifty. Like half of what we say is totally stupid, and the other half is uh, maybe uh, extra some stupid. some. Uh, extra stupid with a, with 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 a touch of insightfulness yeah something yeah and in a touch of uh i like to say a touch of love but chad uh i i appreciate you listening man i know well i've seen yeah we know we do see it because you you post how you you know 
in, in your post up in your apartment complex uh, or, or wherever you like wherever you live like public space you're doing a barbecue grill blasting our podcast over your speakers <laughs> and shit so everyone is subjected to it um, it. And we appreciate we it. it. I'm glad. I mean, that's awesome. I'm glad you get something out of it. I definitely, we definitely appreciate you, man. Totally. Uh, thank you. A lot, of, lot of love on, on the, the hotline this the week. Hot- a lot of love. I mean, it's the time for love, dude. And it's by that, just, I mean, any time with us is the time for love. It's, it's, it's the season to be merry. All right. It's next, next caller. Hair, hair is, my hair is getting so long, dude. It's pretty long. Yeah. Beautiful. It's like, it's beautiful. It's, it's so soft. I'm going to get some glamour shots, I think. I think you should. Once once the mall opens back up, I'm going to get a glamour shot. I don't think they're in business anymore, but go for it. Uh, I actually, they're like, it exists in the world. Uh, Tangie, I'm looking at you. Oh, no. Uh, There there are glamour shots of me, Christopher. No. Are there really? There really are. Please. Oh, God. Tangie, Tangie, get these pictures to me immediately. (laughs) Please get these pictures to me immediately, Tangi. I'm on the Tangi hotline now. <laughs> this is true. They do exist. Let me let me explain. Please uh, explain. It was like you know, it was like 1995, and her cousin Tina. That was a good year, wasn't it? A good year. Uh, so her cousin Tina worked at Glamour Shots. Uh, she worked there in the mall, and uh, she needed like practice i guess like taking the shots and arranging it for her job and yeah. so she asked tangy to come in and do it but and tangy did like a thousand of them you know because right. she's, she's a girl and that's what they do uh and you know like so exactly. they took a bunch of them but she, but but she really wanted you know like we were you know high school sweethearts at the time mm-hmm. uh and you know she really wanted nice pictures of the two of us together and her mom really wanted them too mm-hmm. uh and so I was like, all right. So I put I put a suit on and I went. <laughs> it gets better. Hold on. I went to the place with her and we took these nice pictures and everything in glamour shots. But then, and this is true, Tangi wanted some like hot pictures of me. Oh god. Right? <laughs> and for some dumb reason I agreed to it. And they had, because, you know, like, Glamour Shots had these, like, crazy outfits and stuff, but they had them for guys, too. Most people don't know this. Just, just let me pause one second, just for people who don't know what Glamour Shots are, because okay. we're going. It, it, it was a thing, like, in the 90s in the mall where you would go and mostly females go and you get these, uh, you know, kind of, like, model-esque pictures taken. They You have your hair and different, like, wonderful outfits and backgrounds, and it's all professional. And, like, every girl in the popular scene in my high school got Glamour Shots Absolutely. Done. Yeah, so, absolutely. That's what it was. That's uh, what exactly what it was. But what some people may not know is those fancy outfits, like, they had those at the place. And so, like, you could, like, pick which ones you wanted. But they actually had a couple for guys. Oh okay? My. Oh, my, uh, indeed. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my, indeed. And, like, this is, this is like, how secure I am in my masculinity that I'll admit this. We should have a whole show about this, dude. Your glamour shots. This is dude, great. Dude. Well, Tangie wanted me, to, like, to, to, like, have these, like, hot pictures for her. And, t- and Tina really encouraged it. She's like, oh, this is awesome. Like, guys never want to do this. I'm like, yeah, there's a reason. Uh, but I did it anyway, you know, because, like, there was no Facebook at the time. No one was going to see it but Tangie, you know. Uh, and so they had this, like, Air Force jacket, this, like, Top Gun Maverick jacket, right? 
right? I'm my eyes are closed and I'm picturing it. Please tell me you put some aviators on too. Dude, please dude. tell me you had mirrored aviators. Well, well, hold on. And French cut hold, bikinis. Hold on. Hold on. Like I'm going to disappoint you a little bit here, but I am going to make up for it because I did not have sunglasses at the time. But I was wearing the jacket with no shirt, baby. Fuck yes, dude. Like <laughs> talk about. That's the dream. That's what we're gonna do next time we're together. That's the relaxation, dude. And jacket and no shirt. That's the move. That's these, the move. These pictures exist somewhere. Angie, uh, I'm calling you. I'm calling out a, an SOS to please send me these pictures. And and also, I want you to know that I would do this. Today, if somebody no, like, yeah, we need some glamour yeah. shots, John Wayne, can you come? I'm already that. My... Yeah, I brought yeah. my own outfits. I hope you don't mind. Uh, I've got a, quite a collection. Dude, like you would, you would do it like full boudoir, or like you would just have like a loincloth on and nothing oh, else. Hell yeah, hell and yeah. I, I, I'd pay for that shit. Playing with the dude, boys. we should, dude, dude. We should I do see. a calendar. Of Thank you, like you, dude, you read my fucking mind. You read my fucking. We mind. We always read each other's minds. We do. You read my mind. We should do a vital social issues calendar. Calendar. Yes, let's do it. I think we're doing it. I think we're totally. Tanji, get your cousin still work at Glamour Shots or whatever? Can we get her? Or... <laughs> no, Tina does not. Because again, I think Glamour Shots is long out of business. Well, well, why is Tina still working for him? I don't. I, I didn't say she was. Oh. I, I, like she, she isn't. Uh, I like I'm well, almost here's positive. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Nick, we can get Nick P to take these pictures. He is very good at tasteful nudes. Yes. Uh, and he's a professional videographer. And <laughs> he's seen my dick, so it's totally fine. Um, okay, I didn't need to know that, but okay. Uh, well, um, he didn't need to either, but I showed it to him anyway. So. Yeah. Well, you, you're prone to doing that. You're like, hey, look at this. You're, you're like. like a, I'm very a, selective. Like I am not somebody, in, no, like no, a flasher no. in 1978 uh -uh, New York uh -uh. City. I'm yeah. very selective on who I'm going to whip it out for. Okay, I'm definitely not disrespectful. I'm not going to run through the quad naked. All okay. right. So you're a coward on top of being a flasher. Uh, all right. So next call, next caller, please. Next call. <laughs> Hello. Good afternoon. This is George Silberman calling again. For uh, the Christopher Triana and the John Wayne Communale, I just want you to know that I took your advice and, and I watched some films of the horror director that you talked about on the podcast, the, the Johnny, Johnny Cochran guy. I, I, watched, I watched all his movies. I wasn't a big fan. They all had that OJ guy in it, and I, I just I can't, I can't make it through all an entire uh, Johnny Cochran movie. It just wasn't all that good. We all know that that OJ guy, he uh, he stabbed some people once upon a time. And I, I just, I don't recommend that anyone watches his film. And anyway, uh, thank you, uh, uh, my longtime listener. I love you all. Goodbye. Yeah, that's uh, that's George coming back in, the guy who drinks semen in his tea. Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember him. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was John Carpenter, not Johnny Cochran. Um, oh, so I got confused for a second too. I was like, "Shit, was I supposed to watch Gotti before this? Like, or like no. what? What was going on with this?" Old... <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks, anyway, George. George, always a pleasure. Please call back. Um, and uh, you know, OJ is on Twitter now, and he's a uh, he's a murderer, but he's 
but he's on Twitter. He's pretty funny. Anyway, here we go. Last message that we have for today. Hi, this is Luke Bryan. Hi. Uh, I'm just leaving this message for uh, Mr. Triana. I was just going to let you know, as a fellow musician, because you know how important Luke Bryan music is to the music industry in this day and age, I want to let you know that I've met Steve Vai personally. He does play for Whitesnake. As a matter of fact, he has a tramp stamp of David Coverdale tattooed on his body right See? above his buttocks. And when he wears those skinny jeans like I wear, I just want to let you know you can see David Coverdale just staring at you, just just staring holes right through you. So you're 100% right, sir, and I just wanted to let you know that. Oh, this is Luke Bryan. Bye. <laughs> Luke, my man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling uh, and uh, validating me in the fact that Steve Vai is the guitarist of Whitesnake uh, and apparently has a tramp stamp to prove it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Now, I did not say he was not the guitarist of Whitesnake. The context of what I was talking about did not have to do with fucking Whitesnake. All right? That was it. You got that very pissy. You got very pissy when I, I know, said and that. you know what? My mom, like, no, I he's talked... not Steve Vai of Whitesnake. He's Steve I... Vai of, of Steve this, Vai. yes. He's not known from fucking Whitesnake. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's known for did all the other not, shit he does. Did you not listen to Luke? Did you not Dude, listen to what Luke? Look, like, Luke, I looked you up. Allegedly, in. you have 1.3 million followers for you and your music. See? If this is even you, Luke, but let me tell you this. I don't recognize the White Snake era presently or concurrently or past. Steve Vai played for and Zappa. Yet, and played yet, for all of these people. And he played yet for you himself. Recognize, and yet you, you recognize fucking the Frank Zappa years. Frank Zappa sucks, dude. Oh, oh my God, dude. Dude, that's like. Hang up this fucking call. Dude, he Don't fucking even start. sucks. Like this oh, shit. shit. Dude, pretentious, iffy bullshit. Oh my god, are you fucking serious? Like, like, I put him in the same like rank as like the Grateful Dead and shit. No, like, you're out of like your goddamn mind. You're out of your mind. This is no longer a joke. Oh, this is no longer a joke. Frank Zappa is an amazing musician. He put out 62 records, dude, in his career, and he Not had no good. hits. But it doesn't fucking matter. There's because... a reason he had no hits. <laughs> How many albums have you terrible. put out, dude? How many how many songs you know in six eight time can you play? How many how uh, many you know what? I'll how say many orchestras this. of twenty plus people can you bring together to make some weird well, ass fucking I, music that you, you know like? What? Like I, I will say this: I've put out as many good songs as Frank Zappa has. <laughs> Moving on, because we already had this argument. Come on. Moving on. Very upset right now. Very I know, upset I know, right now. But I don't like Frank Zappa. It was funny. I was having this discussion with uh, good old Gregums the other day, and he was like, "Jesus, like he hates him more than I do." You know, Why? I was, like, talk, I was talking about wrong with you two. You guys get sucks. together and you go sit in a hotel room and you play fucking Motley Crue till you yeah. fall asleep, super we loud. Do. And I love Motley Crue, but that is not Frank Zappa. You know you what we play? You guys we play need to fucking know. White Snake. That's what we play. We play White Snake because that was the golden age of Steve Vai. That's when he was I'm at his best. So mad right now. I know. You so are. fucking mad. <laughs> Frank Zappa has had such a my one in my top five records is Overnight yeah. Sensation, which is Zappa and the Mothers of Invention record. Okay. 
I'm very close to leaving my house to drive up to your undisclosed location and possibly put my hands around your throat. Just punch me in the face. <laughs> oh, man, you've got me heated, dude. I might oh. have to take my shirt off. Hey, hey I'm, I'm sorry. Where's my wheat, dude? I'm, We're waiting I'm, on a wheat delivery here, people. Know. Just so you know, I need this fucking weed you because you're do. really pissing me off today. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I have, behind, I have behind me so many fucking Zappa records in this thing. Oh, hey, Jesus. welcome to my world. You piss me off all the time, but I still love you. And just because I don't like Frank Zappa, it doesn't mean anything, dude. Like people like different stuff. I don't. You know? Yeah. Okay. Like you, you know, like that whole Grateful Dead fish. It's not Grateful Zappa. Dead. That's noodling bullshit. Fish, fish bullshit. That is not music. Matthews. That is not the same. Why would you make that comparison? They're not even in the <laughs> same fucking league, dude. Thing. I grouped them like all together. It all just like that 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 hippie jam shit. I just don't like it. Nothing uh, hippie about Frank Zappa. That's prog uh, music. All from fucking back. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. Uh, this Christmas is ruined. Christmas is officially ruined and yes! canceled. I did it. I did it. Like it's my goal to ruin Christmas. It really is. I I don't like Christmas. Uh, so should that bring us into our topic? Or do I, I guess. Cool I down? guess. You need a moment to cool down. No, we should move right into the topic. <laughs> don't you have any weed in the house to mellow your? No, ass? I'm waiting. I'm waiting until uh, okay. my delivery Jones. shows. So Jonesing. That's the problem. It's on. You know, it's not even a Jonesing. This is this is beyond Jonesing. First of all, because marijuana is not addictive, but. You are just so. pissing me off to where I need to have like, you know, where people are like, oh, I need a cigarette or I need a drink. You know, I need, you know, I need my weed so that I can recalibrate because you're so off base. And I wish people <laughs> would call into the Corey hotline and, and, and tell Maybe they will. Maybe they how will. off base he is with the Zappa hate. Maybe and, they Craig, will. and I don't want Greg to call in because he's already fucking on your side. Go White Sox, by the way. And you know, I don't want you well, calling. You know what? We've already gotten fucking... we've already gotten one call about it, and it was by Luke who who justified what I was saying. So, do we have any more calls? Um, I also don't want to hear like, "Oh, we're gonna go listen to Morbid Angel and drink Budweiser all night." Uh, from Nothing any wrong with that at Nothing all. Wrong with that. Uh, there's many things wrong with that. I can think of two that things is... wrong with that: Budweiser that... and Morbid Angel. Anyway, next, uh, oh, we don't have don't, any calls. We have no calls. We have no more Morbid calls. Angel is a fantastic fucking. Oh band. yeah, they're great. They put out 62 records too, and more... they had a. Uh, no, you know, you know what they? And, and Terry Bozio played drums. They put out much. They were they were quality over quantity. Oh, uh, were maybe, they? Maybe if Frank put out less albums, some of them might have been good. If he wasn't uh, just like putting out whatever bullshit he came up with. Morbid Angel, Blessed Are the Sick. That is a fucking classic, death metal classic. Love that album. Uh, yeah, they're way better than, so uh, than Zappa. Yeah. All right, let's just go on to the topic. Whatever, Christmas, fuck it. Here we go. What do we want? <laughs> what is it? Say it. Well, that brings us to our topic, which is... One, two, three, four! Merry fucking Christmas! Merry I saw what you did there. You, you added the little thing just to yeah. ruin it. Yeah, you added the little... I didn't um, think it ruined it. I thought it added to it, but whatever. I guess uh, uh, if Frank Zappa did it, it probably ruined it. But No, actually, like that little... was better than the entire discovery of Frank Zappa. <laughs> Oh, come on. 
I don't give you shit for not liking Mandy. Come on. Let's, yes, let's, you do. I do, though. Yes, yes you do. <laughs> I do. Whatever. You what even else? told me how someone called you and said, how can you? How can John Wayne be your friend yes. if like, he doesn't like Mandy? Like He was surprised that... That wasn't just Mandy. It was the fact that you like Rob Zombie and not Mandy. I like it's it's mind mind boggling. Anyway, so what? We we have a like I don't like Frank Zappa. You do. This is fine. You know, whatever. He's not your fucking dad, dude. I'm not taking your fucking turn. I'm not drinking his beer. He is my dad, dude. I I was going to announce it on this podcast. Oh well, you should have told me ahead of time. It was my father. (laughs) You blew it. You blew it. He banged my mom in New Jersey at a in the Starlight Ballroom. Hey, after hey, 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 hey! Uh, what? Take it easy. Have some respect. Don't talk to you about your mother that way on the show. Oh, I thought you were talking about New Jersey. Uh, no, yeah. that's your mom, dude. That's your mom. Come my on. mom is fine with this. No, she don't... knows what she did. Hey, hey. <laughs> I talked to her yesterday, Stop. actually, and she said she was proud of me for. Mm-hmm. Digging into you and sticking to my guns and saying he was not known for White Snake. Uh, I, um, yeah, dude. Look, I'm not saying he wasn't in White Snake, but go ask anybody. Like, hey, where do you know Steve Vai from? I guarantee you, no, no one's saying fucking White Snake. People are gonna say are. the solo artist. He's no, no, a solo no, 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 no. Yes, he they is. are. No, they are. No, like, maybe in your circles, they are. But like. People that are my age, people that are 43. You're two years older age. than me, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, people that well, people that were into the hair metal. Like, when I was 12, 13, he was in Whitesnake. That's where I know him from. And I actually bought um, Passion and Warfare, which was one of his solo albums. Right. Uh, because I knew but him from... He's a hired from... gun. He's not a member of Whitesnake. He's yes, the fucking he guy... Was. No, he's the guitar player that they hired. He's not he fucking was always a band in the band. Member. He was a band member with them for years, for their formative years, the years that they were popular. That he wasn't, was, that a, band, was he wasn't a band member in Frank Zappa's band either. He was just a hired gun. He comes in and fucking plays, dude. He was a member of Whitesnake, whether you like it or not. And that's where I knew him from. Uh, and that's where I loved him from. Anyway... Let's get off of this shit. Uh, we're, we're talking about Christmas, right? I guess. Go all the way. This is a time to be merry, and there's nothing merry about talking about Frank Zappa. You're right. Boom! Boom! And oh, you're trying. And you're trying to. Yeah. Ra- I like. I love how you're trying to rein it in, and then you fucking I pull it just, right back. Absolutely. You're Absolutely. like, oh yeah, we need to hurry this up. No, fucking let's now this now I'm gonna I will turn this Christmas episode into a Frank Zappa argument in a fucking heartbeat for two and a half hours if you push me any farther. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's not bring up his name or Steve Vai's name or any of that. Okay, we're done. We're done. You like Zappa, I don't. We're done. All right. All right. Where do you fall on Buckethead? Never heard of him. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I've heard of him, but I, I don't really have a t- opinion on him one way or another. I'm yeah. not familiar enough with his. Like the only thing I've ever really probably heard of is is the Ghosts of Mars soundtrack, which you also features Stevie. Don't uh, do you listen to guitar music ever? Like just like those like like a Steve I record. Or I just told you when record. I was twelve. You, I know years you old bought the Steve I record. I know, but like warfare. that's when you were twelve years fucking old. I'm talking about now. Do you ever put on guitar? Like, because Frank Zappa has a bunch of guitar records where it's just like he's doing like 
guitar music compositions of just him playing guitar that are amazing. I, I don't listen to those. As I've said, I'm not into John Five. I love. I like that. I'm a guitar player. I, I like to listen to Virtuoso's guitar things. As Al Demiola. Do you like him? I like Yngwie Malmstrom. Yngwie Malmsteen is first of all. I, I can't say he is fuck. a pretentious fuck and him and his little scooped neck fucking fenders mm-hmm. throwing it up in the air and doing that shit uh so I, good. I, yeah he's awful <laughs> and i've seen him live he's horrendous. you know who you know who are my ugly favorite? as fuck he's ugly as shit mm. he's got his fucking wearing the same outfit for the last 40 years and those bullshit scoop neck fucking fenders that he plays he can, can i just say fuck this himself can I just say this? I yeah. don't own a single one of his albums. I just said that because I knew you wouldn't like it. Ingve fucking Malmsteen. Yeah. That's who. That's who. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite guitarists are in the band Carcass. Uh, anyway, can we get on to a Holly Jolly Christmas? Carcass, now? never heard of them. Yeah, that's because yeah. you listen to that fucking hippie garbage. Gotcha. Um I don't have an entire fucking death metal section behind me filled with fucking and that's what's wrong decapitation and carcass and all your fucking favorites all your morbid angels as if I'm some kind of asshole I grew up in Florida in the 90s dude I was in Florida Florida in the 90s was the death metal equivalent of Seattle uh, to alternative rock in the 90s like that was the place Morbid Angel, Deicide, Cannibal Corpse, on and on and on. Florida was the the birth of American death metal. So, the, yeah, I grew up with that stuff, and I love it. Uh, can we get to Christmas now? I guess, dude. Are you okay? No, but go ahead. Let's get to Christmas. Don't you have any, like... I'm not okay. Do you have some resin you can smoke or something? What am I? Some kind of fucking crackhead? Well, I'm going like, to scrape you're... resin out and smoke it? Yeah. Hold on, let me yeah. go. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have any weed on you, so you're getting all you're getting a little cranky. So, you know. No. No. I'm good. Go ahead. Christmas. Okay. No, you're not. You're 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 moping. You're pissy. I'm not moping. I'm not said angrily. <laughs> what are you? Tr- what are you writing a, a boxing match? Novelization. <laughs> All right. So for Halloween, we 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 discussed kind of like the history of it, and the traditions. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about the history and traditions of Christmas and I what what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to talk to you about the 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 real uh facts about Christmas cuz so many people are like we need to keep the Christ and Christmas and Christmas is about Jesus it ain't I thought ain't. we were supposed to keep the Christ out of Christmas No right? I'm talking I'm talking about these people who think that that is what it's about and it's actually it has roots that go further back than that further back than christianity uh not chris triana t which is a whole other religion which is way better but christianity um so yeah i wanted to get a little bit into that are you ready john wayne i'm ready dude i want to hear all about all about this uh because i hate christmas Uh, as do i uh i have no i have no ties to christmas nothing binds me to 
Christmas. Nothing makes me feel like, oh, Christmas is, you know what? Oh, my heart is for 3,000 ties is too small. I just don't like it. I think it's yeah. bullshit. I think it's yeah. stupid. Yeah. I think it's a celebration of waste and uh, decadence. And I think it's uh, hollow, 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 hollow. It's the most untrue thing that you could possibly celebrate and stand behind in this life. Amen to that. I totally agree with you. It is hollow. It is phony. That's the thing that really gets me about it. Well, one of the things that gets me about it, as I'm sure you can relate to, is the fact that, uh, you know, like we both worked uh, retail. uh, We both worked in the service industry. uh, So we understand how awful people are this time of year. Uh, to people that do work in customer service, uh, they are they're the worst. But, they're the worst. Yeah. yeah. And and I just to, just to relate, uh, just to try to get you to understand, if you're listening and you never have experienced this, uh, I worked for Starbucks for 15 years. For 10 years, I was a store manager, and during those like during Christmas, it's already busy. Is it's just it's unnaturally busy because you're getting customers who aren't normally out. You know, they're, they're not normally your customers. People right. who don't go out of their house usually and do things are out now because they, oh, we're buying Christmas fucking yep. presents. Yep. And then they're waiting in line. They're doing things. They have no idea what the fuck they're asking for or what they want. And it becomes a huge fucking hassle. And I wish that you would all just stay in your houses and stop coming out because these are the people that we don't need to see. But uh, no, it's, and, it's, and it's awful. It, it, the... it disrupts everything. Everything's disrupted. Yeah. Well, these are also the people who will take out their holiday stress on, on the customer service people. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we, it's and, my fault that we don't have fucking gift cards anymore. Right, you should have gotten right, it two weeks ago, right. you stupid bitch. Absolutely. These people show up on Christmas Eve and are outraged that you're out of stock of the most popular item. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're absolutely unbearable. They're the worst. Um, and. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, and also on top of that fact, you when you work in one of these industries, you have to listen to fucking Christmas carols all day long, forty hours a week, over and over and over, till it drives you fucking insane. Uh, and that's true. Unless you break, you jailbreak the music box player, like if, we if, did at my store, yeah, and then well, we if, played our own music. But that, but, that's, but yeah, but that's if you're. That's if you're in management and you can do that. Um, I've done that before, where even though I couldn't break into the the the, the player, I just turned the music off completely. That's what I do. You we know, do like I've like, done that as well. Yeah, just turn the shit off because it's absolutely uh, it, it makes you insane. It's like a form of torture. It, and, you know, they do this in uh, in actual torture chambers, like with the military and stuff. And so they'll they'll play a song over and over and over again to mm-hmm. to berate a terrorist and make them talk. Tiny bubbles. It's, right. They'll they'll pick whatever. You know. Uh, in fact, they use Slayer a lot in Afghanistan uh, because it's so intense, it's so angry that it really frightens uh, people from that country. Really? Um, no, this is true. Yeah, they actually. I'd play... be rocking out in my fucking cell. I'd be like. But yeah, but that's us. That we're Americans. Like this is these are these are people in Afghanistan who haven't heard music nearly that angry, that intense, and lyrically that uh, uh, violent and twisted. Um, so yeah, yeah, they use that a lot. In fact, they use it. They blast it from their helicopters when they're flying over enemy territory, just to they use Slayer. Slayer uh, intimidates, dude. It does. So that's pretty cool. Uh, 
But anyway, uh, yeah, it's like it's a form of torture to like to, to play the same song over and over again. And when you work in a retail establishment at Christmas time, uh, maybe you won't hear the same version, the same artist doing it. But in an eight hour period, you're going to hear uh, Jingle Bells and Deck the Halls five, six times. You're going to hear Baby It's Cold Outside five or six times. And that song's about rape. So it's kind of funny. But and that's on the I'm, low side, dude. I'm thinking five yeah. or six times is on the low side. Yeah, like yeah. You should you could hear them yeah. like fourteen times in eight hours. Yeah, you'll you'll hear "I Dreaming of a White Christmas" like you know five, ten times in a day. It's and not the cool one nuts. that's about not the cool one that's about coming. It's the real one. Mm-hmm. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. It is, and uh, it drives you nuts uh, to the point where, like, I to this day, I just. Buys Christmas carols. I fucking hate them because I've had them like beaten into me over and over again in years of, of working in grocery stores and, and video stores. I agree. I think that Christmas songs are a waste of time, like a waste of uh, your time as an artist to make. Why, why are you doing this? It's They're valid fun. for what, like 30 days out of the year. It makes no sense. You're basically just copying what else already happened like there's no like christmas is stupid can we have another holiday they're also they're also like these sugar sweet like children's songs type of songs you know they're just you know they're like like they're very like childlike and they're not like the type of like lyrics aside they're not the type of music you would listen to as an adult you know uh and it, it makes me fucking want to just puke it's just so bad uh so yeah i don't like those uh anyway i wanted to get into the true history yes please. of christmas because i did this on halloween i i, I laid down some knowledge mm-hmm. uh and i wanted to do it again for christmas so are you ready i'm ready all right so christmas before it was christmas Back when uh, it, it was the original uh, winter celebration known as Saturnalia. Uh, so have you heard now, of Saturnalia? Now, well, I mean, it has to do with uh, like the waxing and waning of the moon and, and such, right? Or is that correct? No, it's not like correct. This, where the seasons no. change, no? Well, it does have to do with the seasons change. You are right yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, not so much about the moon, though. Uh so this is 2000 years ago, yeah. uh, you know, the ancient Roman, which is, which is how old the earth is 2000. <laughs> yes. According, <laughs> according to these, these Christian morons. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I almost got that's okay. That. No, no, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, 2000 years ago, the ancient Romans, they had a winter celebration called Saturnalia, uh, which marked the end of the harvest season. Uh, and this was the holiday that 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 was the birth of Christmas as we know it. Um, but it was very different, of course. I mean, this is uh, void of Christ. This is void of Santa Claus and all that stuff. This was just a celebration of the end of the harvest season. And it was a big celebration uh, because this was a time when the pagans... Uh, new, like, you know, it's a winter solstice and everything, so they know that the days will start getting lighter and longer. So that's a reason to celebrate because up until this point, you know, it's it's just been, like, dark at four o'clock, you know? Uh, and that's kind of depressing. So they were excited about uh, marking the change in the seasons. Uh, 
Now, to celebrate, people had this festival, uh, and it was also, like, you mentioned the moon, but this was really more of a celebration of the sun winning over the darkness of winter. You know, they're like, okay, the sun's coming back, it's returning. Uh, and at this time, animals, which has been kept uh, for food, were often killed to save uh, from having to feed them all throughout the winter, which is more difficult to do when there's not grass growing and things like that. Uh, so they would slaughter the animals and also uh, drinks, which had been fermenting and brewing since the autumn harvest, would also be ready to consume. So it was a good time to have a celebration. There was all this food to eat and booze to drink uh, before the rest of the winter happened. Uh, and here's a fun part that people don't realize, because, again, this is the original uh, winter celebration that was later adapted into Christmas. Uh, this was a debauch fest. Uh, not only did they get drunk on all that stuff they were brewing. Are you about uh, to tell me is this is a key party like we talked about? Well, uh, well, no, not exactly. But along the same lines, uh, nice. it better, better than a key party. Better actually. than a key party? It was because these can not only did they can contain drunkenness, uh, but they did like they did a lot of singing, uh, and then they also did a lot of gambling. There was a lot of gambling that they did at uh, Saturnalia in ancient Rome, uh, and there was a lot of sex. And of course, the ancient Romans are known for their orgies. God bless them. Uh, but to 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 make it even better, these. Saturnalia uh, festivals also, also in heavily involved cross-dressing. Uh, men would dress of, because they knew how to party in ancient Rome. Uh, ancient no, I, Rome you know, I'm just asking if it served a certain purpose. Like they, they that, that was just one of the ways that they partied is the men right, dressed up as cool. women. Because as the, British, like the as the British have taught us, men dressing women, as women is hilarious. Uh, it's pretty, pretty much the basis of every British comedy. Uh, and so like they did it just to be funny and crazy, but then they would also be having these orgies. So, uh, you know, read into that what you will. That was Saturnalia, uh, a really good time. That means we're, we're hitting both ways, folks, is what he's trying to bury the lead there. Uh, but, uh, we're batting <laughs> left well, Romans, and right. The Romans did that too. They were all about Sodom. I thought we were talking about the boys. Romans. We yeah. are. That's what I'm saying. The Romans yeah. were all about that anyway. They were they were all about sodomizing the young boys and stuff, and you know, like that needs to that... and we're and we're vomiting in the vomitoriums. And... The, like yeah, they would they would feast so much that they would binge and purge and puke. They were just they were disgusting hedonists, and and good for them. Good for them. And we should get uh, if we had a Bill and Ted time machine. I think that's where we would go back to. Mm -hmm. We would rule like damn hell ass kings. We would. We would in fit that, right in. I think. Yeah, because you and I, we eat and puke, and we fuck cross-dressing uh, guys. I, I, mean, I got some great dresses I can bring with us, dude. Hey, I, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, if a guy is a convincing enough cross-dresser, I mean, a mouth is a mouth, right? I, I'm i not arguing with you. <laughs> All right. This so is a conversation, believe it or not, Nick and I have had many times for hours driving oh, I believe in that. the dark of the night. About a mouth being a mouth, yes. We've had yeah, long, I long discussions. Totally about believe that, particularly because you already admitted that he's seen your dick. So anyway. Well, I showed it to him. <laughs> As you were talking about how a mouth is a mouth. So anyway, um there were there was another celebration. It was a funny, it was under funny circumstances. 
Oh, it's funny, all right. Um, there was another festival, and, and some people may recognize this word. The word is Yule, as in Yule Tide. Uh, Yule was popular in Northern Europe, uh, and this was a celebration of the birth of the sun. Uh, also involved a lot of drinking and, and wildness. Uh, but what people would do is they would burn big logs and dance around evergreens. Uh, evergreens, of course, being the tree that would survive through the winter and stay green, hence the name. Uh, and they, yes, yes, but they would they would celebrate. Well, they would celebrate the evergreens because uh, it was a way of like keeping in touch with with nature and saying, okay, winter won't last forever. These trees survive the winter. We will survive the winter too. And so that is, uh, and that actually leads to what we talk about later, which is Christmas trees and why they're evergreens. Um, it all ties back to this folks. Uh, so yeah, they would burn logs, which is, you know, uh, the whole Yuletide log. This is where it comes from. This comes from ancient times, you know, thousands of years ago, people would in the festival of Yule. Uh, so that is yet another tradition that predates even the word Christmas. Where does Yule log come from? Is that just like you burning your tree? Yeah, that well, that's what I said. They burn these big logs to celebrate, to create fire to celebrate the birth of the sun. That's what a Yule log is. Is they it's one of the the logs that they oh. uh, would burn. Like does they it have to be from an evergreen or just a log? No, no, no. They don't necessarily burn evergreens. They dance. They danced around the evergreens. Okay. They would collect logs uh, and burn them for the Yule celebration and yeah. those were yule logs and of course now we still call those yule logs like gather on the yule log they think it's just you know people think it's just gathering around the fireplace uh but it goes back to this ancient tradition um in northern europe and uh yeah it's a celebration of the sun and it has nothing to do with jesus it has nothing to do with santa claus it's a celebration of the sun which is much more worthy of worshiping because after all we can see the sun uh which is a big deal to me uh when it comes to worshiping something uh i ain't worshiping shit i'd sooner worship the sun than a god or a christ that i can't see or feel uh or touch or anything uh so anyway i'm making this as blasphemous as possible uh but i'm not telling you anything that isn't true okay so now that i've gone over some of the pagan festivals that are the that laid the the foundation for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, we might as well get into the fact that Christians took it all over, uh, as they do, and we've discussed this on the Halloween episode how they took the pagan festival of Samhain and you know it incorporated All Hallows Eve and all of that. Uh, this is what they did when they started to take over: is they took these holidays because they knew they knew people still enjoyed these holidays, and they were like. It was kind of a compromise. We're like, well, okay, these people are going to celebrate anyway, so let's try to make it about Jesus and and then kind of be like, okay, well, as long as you make it about Jesus, you can party all you want. Yeah. So in the 5th century, Christians took over um, Yule and Saturnalia uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and as I said, people still wanted to have their pagan parties, uh, so Christian leaders slowly transformed the holidays into Jesus fests. Uh, so, but the thing is, is like the people that partied, the people that still had these parties, they weren't just like, 
Amen. You know, they were still partying. They were still doing the traditional, like, gambling and mm-hmm. and sex mm-hmm. and all that kind of fun stuff. They were rocking around the evergreen trees uh, and having a good time. So, With, with for, the oh, intent of recanting on their deathbed like Christians of today do. Have, right. Uh, well, a lot yeah. of these people still weren't into the whole Christ thing. They were just partying in their traditional pagan way. This is the 5th century. Uh, but but some people, yeah, they started to buy into Christianity, but they still wanted to party. So for a thousand years, John Wayne, for a thousand years, Christmas was like a big fucking frat party. You know, it was just like people were partying and fucking and drinking and, and smoking and just having a, a gay old time, you know. Back when uh, gay men have fun, but also gay men, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Gay meant happy. Gay meant fun. Have you ever uh, been to time, a... But um, gay is, uh, is fun, so... Yeah, it is. Have you ever been to a, um, a frat party where it was case law to get in? I've never been to a frat party. I've been to only maybe two, um, but there's this thing they have called case... I mean, it's it's douchey. I'm not like, I'm not like, ooh, little fucking... I went because, like, of a girl... One time um, and you had one time and you had to bring a case of beer to get in and it was called case law and you brought it and dude, they had hundreds of stacks of cases of beer that you brought and you could come up and ask for a beer. But, dude, they took so much beer home Mm -hmm. to their fucking thing, dude. And that is what the problem with Christmas is. (laughs) Yes, is really it's that Fred boys. Oh, 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 my weeds here. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I had to take that break because I had to get this weed. I got delivered. But look at this. I want to show you. If you're looking at the camera, this is the Green Lantern. This bong. You know, you're always telling me, like, oh, you're taking bong rips, and I'm usually smoking from my pipe. Well, now you can say bong rips. I want to tell you, I've had this bong for 22 years. Just so you know, 22 years I've had this bong. It is thick ass glass. If you're looking at this in the camera, wow, that is thick. It's over a quarter of an inch thick all the way through. It is heavy, heavy, heavy as shit. Much like my dick. My okay. <laughs> it is like your dick in and when it's turgid, it is this heavy. <laughs> and this is a heavy ass bong. Twenty two years heavy. old. Um, and I broke it back out because I'm breaking in the new office and new studio, and that's where I had it. And I was like, you know what? Time to dust it off, baby. And here we are. You can smoke weed and work out at the same time because it's that fucking huge. So, uh, so yeah, I talked a little. I, I talked a bit about the pagan rituals, which which uh, is the roots of Christ of uh, Christmas. Uh, so then I was talking about how uh, Christianity took it over in the fifth century. Uh, people still wanted to have their parties uh, based in Yule and Saturnalia, uh, but again, Christians took over all holidays that the pagans had, uh, so they transformed it a little bit and threw in the whole. Hey, uh, our Lord was born at this time. Now, here's the fun thing about that. Uh, a lot of these people these days are just like, oh, keep the Christ in Christmas. Uh, but uh, December 25th is not necessarily the birth of Jesus. Nowhere in the Bible does it say when Jesus was born. It doesn't say what time of year. It doesn't say what date. Nothing. Uh, this is all speculative and the reason that we celebrate it on the 25th the only reason is because christians 
in the fifth century wanted to take the Yule and Saturnalia time uh, celebrations away from the pagans and wanted to make it their own. That's the only reason we celebrate it in the end of December. Is it usually celebrated in April? Or... No, 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 no. It's it's like I said. There is no. Oh no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I confused myself. Uh, don't biblical scholars and people say like that Jesus was actually probably that birth was actually in April or something. No, but, April is uh, is the time no? when he was resurrected when he came back. Um, no, there is nothing in the Bible that that says when oh. he was born, and there's no traditional uh, uh, time that he was supposed to be born except. Christmas, uh, where again it was appointed that it was appointed as Christ's birthday, uh, because they wanted to take the holiday away from the pagans, uh, much like they did with Halloween and every other holiday. Uh, so anyway, uh, as I was saying, um, Christmas was like a big frat party, it was like a fucking Mardi Gras, you know, for a long time. A thousand years. Uh, in fact, uh, in England, this is kind of fun because I remember, uh, like, you remember on the Halloween episode, I was talking about how uh, trick or treating and how a lot of that was during Thanksgiving, right? You remember, uh, and how like people would go door to door and dress their kids as beggars to ask for food at Thanksgiving time. Right. So well, have... this this same type of thing uh, happened at Christmas initially uh, in England. Hooligans would fill the streets. Uh, partying and drunk and and almost borderline rioting. Uh, these were the poor people who were like, "Hey, it's fucking Christmas. Why don't you give us something?" You know, and so they were kind of fill the streets. Uh, and a beggar would be dubbed the Lord of Misrule. They would take a bum and make him the Lord of Misrule, and he would be in charge of what fighters would do. Uh, so they would basically go and trick or treat rich people for their finest root, finest food. They would go door to door to the people who had money and be like, "Hey, we're poor. We have nothing. Give us some of your food for Christmas." And if people refused, they wouldn't just trick them. They would fucking riot. They would drag people out of their house and kick the shit out of them, dude. Damn, yeah. that's a metal Christmas. That's yeah, like it was the purge Christmas. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, it was. It was like the purge, dude. Like it was no no joke. They would fuck you up. They would wreck shit. They would like break windows and set fires and stuff. Uh, yeah. What did uh, you say the guy that they made the head was the the Lord of Misrule? Now, how do you, so so when you're a homeless or a person mm-hmm. like you know how are you trying to position yourself? Uh, at, to, to, so that you can be like Lord of the Rule, whatever you said. Campaigning. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. How are How are you trying to do that? Like, you know, it comes around like, oh, you know, it's coming up. You know, I'm uh, I'm running uh, for Lord of the Rule. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> Lord like, of the uh, yes, yeah. Is yes. that Is that a thing? Yeah. Like, because I if I was in that time and a homeless person, yeah. I would definitely be jockeying. Would for want position. to be. Wanted... I would want to be that because then I'd make people like march off a cliff or like yeah, burn yeah, yeah. everything. It'd be It'd be terrible. Well, basically, from what I've read is that they would pick someone who was really destitute. They would pick the poorest motherfucker oh, uh, wow. to be able to misrule, you know, because they, they thought that they were the most worthy, uh, the most worthy to demand food and other riches from people who are well off. Uh, yeah. So that was a, a great that's a fine English uh, tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, as like discussing all this, saying that was like a Mardi Gras and a purge, um, 
Christmas was so crazy, okay, so crazy that when the Puritans came first came to America on the Mayflower, you know, when they first came to America, uh, they actually, and this is true, they banned Christmas. The Mayflower did? The people, the Puritans that came over on the Mayflower, like the original Europeans who came to America. Yeah. You know, uh, like they banned Christmas. Now, of course, these are the super religious, you know, Puritans. Uh, and okay. they were, they hated Christmas. They hated it because it was this raucous celebration. Oh, with, okay. With, okay. 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 Gotcha. And, and booze and everything else. And, and like people, uh, you know, like the, the fucking Lord of Misrule and all these fucking hooligans in the streets. They hated it. So they neutered it when they got to America. They didn't, neuter, they didn't neuter it. They banned it. They fucking straight up banned it. In fact, if you, in certain communities, if you celebrated Christmas, you had to pay a fine if you were caught doing it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, so because of this, in America, Christmas became very unpopular. It wasn't celebrated at all when uh, when the Europeans first landed here. It was not celebrated at all what did they celebrate anything or just nothing no they did they, they, they didn't have a counter like to the they christmas didn't do like... Saturnal, they didn't do Saturnal, saturnalia they didn't do yule they didn't do christmas they didn't do anything because it was banned because these people these were people who would fuck through a sheet you know like these were like like fucking mike pence people you know oh gosh yeah they were oh. fucking suit they were the puritans you know uh but what happened is in the 19th century all these immigrants came to America, bringing their own traditions. Uh, and what what happened from that is a new American Christmas was born. Uh, so now we have all these people believing this is some sacred Christian holiday, when in actuality it's rooted in paganism, and the party involves debauchery, and most Christians fucking hated it for a thousand years. Hated it. Hated Christmas. Uh, but again, in 19th century, all these immigrants came over with all these different traditions and all of those traditions kind of merged together. All these cultures merged together to create Christmas as we know it today. Uh, so those people who want to piss and moan, they're like, keep the Christ in Christmas again. It this, was never there. This holy day rooted in paganism, involved debauchery, and most Christians hated it for a thousand years years think about that half of the time that the earth has existed <laughs> 1000 years they hated it for <laughs> sorry I almost, I almost got through it again i almost, I almost did <laughs> good stuff that's good stuff so oh. yeah i wanted to bring that to the show because you and i are both atheists we're both uh anti-christmas this is the truth, people. If you don't believe me, look it up. Uh, those of you who think the Bible is the word of truth, you probably will disagree. But this is all historically accurate. Uh, those of you who think the Bible is the word of the truth, I hope you're not listening to this uh, show. Mom, you're ex you're included, <laughs> but I kind of think you also like are leaning it's towards my way. I think you're kind of like a, by the way, it's not really true, but I'm trying to get into heaven. Anyway, I love you, Mom. But other people... Don't just turn tune out if you think yeah. the Bible's real. Thank you. Yes, uh, they're, they're probably not listening anyway. My mom will really love that I just brought that up. By the way. Okay. <laughs> Hi, John Williams' mom. Merry Christmas. Uh, so yeah, I uh, 
I, I thought I'd bring that to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Did you? Did you I like enjoyed that? it. I enjoyed it. Um, Did I yeah, speak? I don't like I don't like Christmas at all. Um, I'm not even like a not even like a bah humbug. Like mm, it's I guess you get called that if you don't like Christmas. But I just think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking stupid. And it's it it is the the reason like, yes, working retail has will drag that and kill you your holiday spirit uh across the board but it kills all of your spirit across the board it does it does because there's there's nothing sacred when you work retail or or service industry you are raked across the coals for anything treated like shit it's a time when people are supposed to appreciate each other and love each other and be merry you are the the lowest rung on the ladder you are treated like fucking garbage by these more well-off white people usually women usually karens who will just fucking step all over you and take their fucking holiday stress out on you nonstop uh and like it proves to you it working in retail christmas proves to you that christmas is a load of fucking bullshit because all of that good cheer and goodwill toward men is 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 totally thrown out the fucking window because people are pissed off like you said because we're out of gift cards or because we're out of fucking canned pumpkin on thanksgiving or whatever the and fuck it is I, I also think that uh it, it gets ruined because you get to see a wider swath of it where these people who are out that are complaining mostly about these things are also like a big part of the people who they they're they're playing a part. They're begrudgingly like going out there and doing this because this is what you do at right. Christmas, right? And you have to do this because this is what you do. And they don't really like it, but they're unhappy that they have to do it. So you bear the brunt of it because why not? This is true. Um. So, so yeah. So would uh, you like to know the history of Santa Claus? I would. Okay, good. <laughs> Because I'm gonna. Tell are, you. are you? Do you mean it doesn't involve Tim Allen and falling nope. off the roof? Or okay, nope. oh, go it ahead. Does, it actually doesn't. Um, and this is another thing that I bring up because people have no fucking idea what they're talking about when it comes to Santa Claus. Uh, and Santa Claus is very interesting because this is a universal lie that we tell children. It's a tradition where parents flat out lie to their kids and everyone just goes along with it uh now some people who my hats off to them they don't do this they're just like no i'm not gonna lie to my kids and tell them that some magical fat man brings them presents when it's really me working my ass off to buy these presents for my kid and i commend them for that uh but they get these people get tons of criticism because they're like, well, what about other kids? They're going to be ostracized. Other kids are going to be like, no, Santa is real. And they're going to say, no, they're not. You know what? Fuck those kids. Because this nonsense needs to end. You can have a magical Christmas without flat out lying to your children. What kind of fucking example does this lead to to raise your kid for years in a lie? What does it teach them? To distrust their parents? Probably a good lesson. Probably. But it teaches them that lying is okay. Teaches them that their parents are always lying to them. Sorry, I had my button pushed. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like I said, that's probably a good uh, a good lesson to learn, that their parents can't be trusted. Because parents can't be trusted. They're just as full of shit as, as 
teachers and, and cops. And us. And us. Yeah, they're totally full of shit. Uh, anyway. I like that, teachers and cops, though. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, parents are full of shit. So anyway, here's the truth about uh, jolly old Santa Claus. I'm sorry, real quick. Can I use that as a blurb on my book? Te- like uh, what you just said, like like teachers teachers are full of shit. What did you say? Parents are full of <laughs> shit, like teachers and cops. Yeah. So, teachers, like it has nothing to do with like the book. Parents are full that, of shit, just like parent, teachers yeah. and cops. Yeah. yeah, can I put that on my thing? Absolutely. Thanks, dude. All right. you, you know it, baby. All right, so Santa Claus. I'm going to talk a little bit about who this cocksucker is. Uh, you know, like every year, Kids are all excited for Santa to come down the chinry and uh, leave a bunch of fucking gifts. But why? Why? Where did this come from? And this is what is really interesting to me about Christmas. Unlike any other holiday, uh, maybe Easter. Easter is kind of prone to this, too. People celebrate traditions and they have certain beliefs and they have no fucking idea where this shit comes from. I'm like, how is this? How does that not interest you? How do you not research this stuff? Uh, me, I just have a curious mind. It's like, I want to know why we think a jolly fat man in a red suit shimmies down a chimney to give gifts to, to kids. You know, like, I want to know. And so... I, I think because know. with most people, it stops at that surface level. It's just like, oh, well, I want to know why I have to do these gifts, but I don't care to see why, because Jesus yeah. told me so. <laughs> yes, right. So. Well... Much like everything about Christmas, it doesn't have to start with Jesus. So Saint- <laughs> I gotta get your that hat. vent fixed. <laughs> you gotta, your hat like flies. Gotta ceiling. get that vent fixed. <laughs> so Santa Claus, okay, also known as Jolly Old Saint Nick. Now Saint Nicholas was actually a real person. How do you like that? Uh, Saint Nicholas. <laughs> was a bishop who lived in the 4th century. Uh, It was in a place called Myra, which is in uh, Asia Minor. Uh, It's actually now called Turkey. So St. Nicholas was a Turkish bishop. So he wasn't even white, all right? Uh, Now, he was a rich man because his parents died when he was young and left him a shit ton of money. But he was also, uh, unlike most rich men, uh, he was very kind. He had a reputation for helping the poor and giving secret gifts to people who needed it, particularly children. Uh, So there are several legends about St. Nicholas, uh, but we don't know if any of them are true or not. Uh, But he was definitely sainted for his kindness. So this was a real dude. This was a real dude. There's a St. Nicholas in the Catholic Church that's been canonized. But he's a real guy. He was. No, I'm real... saying like that's true. Yeah. That's in yes, the it is. It is. He was actually sainted uh, for his kindness because he was that good of a dude. Uh, so, anyway, in the 16th century in Northern Europe, after the Reformation, uh, the stories and traditions about Saint about Saint Nicholas kind of fell out of fashion. Uh, it wasn't as popular as it once was. I don't know. It was kind of a tired tradition. Uh, but someone still had to deliver presents to children at Christmas, uh, cause that was kind of like the folklore, uh, of St. Nicholas is that this good kind man would give gifts to kids at Christmas. So, uh, in the UK, particularly in England, uh, he became, they, they, they kind of transmogrified this character 
uh, into, quote-unquote, Old Man Christmas, uh, which later became Father, Father Christmas. Fa- or, or Faza Christmas or the Father Land. See, you know what I'm talking about. Did- but actually, uh, actually, it was a little uh, different in Germany, but I'll get to that. Uh, Father Christmas, uh, which was, was actually, uh, at the time, was an old character from story plays during the Middle Ages uh, in the UK and parts of Northern Europe. Uh, actually, uh, in France, he was known as Pierre Noel. I'm sorry? Pierre Noel. Thank you. Yes. he was. That's what he was Pierre known as. Pierre Noel. Well, Pierre Noel. Well, well, well Pierre Noel, not Pierre, but but almost pronounced Pierre, like it's P E R E, Pierre Noel. Pierre Noel. Huh? So, uh, in some countries, including uh, parts of Austria and Germany, as like you were kind of alluding to a moment ago, uh, it wasn't Father Christmas. Uh, the present giver became what was known as "quote unquote" the Christ kind which was more of a cherub in a way. It was like a golden-haired baby with wings, almost like uh, uh, a Cupid in a way. This is what they saw in Austria and Germany. Uh, And the reason it was like golden-haired baby is it symbolized the newborn baby Jesus. So that was their giver. It wasn't a fat, jolly, drunken a uh, womanizing man. It was a little baby Jesus come to give you gifts. Yeah. Now, is Santa Claus known as a womanizer? Uh, famously? No. Or? Oh, I was just referencing uh, Robert Devereaux's book. Oh, okay. I was kind of, you know. Uh, but anyway, that, that little uh, baby gift-given motherfucker was called the Christ Kite, okay? Now, in early America, his name was Chris Chris Kringle, which is derived Christ kind. Eh? eh? So, in some countries, including parts of Germany, you kind of alluded to Germany a minute ago, the, the, the present giver wasn't uh, Father Christmas or a Santa Claus type. Uh, he was uh, actually what was known as the Christ kind, which was a cherub of sorts, a golden-haired baby with wings, kind of like a, a Cupid in a way. Uh, and this, of course, symbolized the, new more, the newborn baby Jesus. And so this was the deliverer of gifts, uh, not some jolly old fat man. Um, in early America... So a, ba- so a baby brought... What did you say? A baby brought the gifts? A baby. It was a baby. It was a baby that symbolized the newborn baby Jesus. How did it wrap all those Jesus. gifts? How's that baby going to wrap all those gifts? Uh, magic. You're right. <laughs> it's Jesus. I'm sorry. Jesus magic. Duh! Magic. He turned water into wine. You think you can't wrap the gift? So, uh, in, anyway, in early America, uh, his name... Does this kind of was... look like I'm in the, um, I'm in the, uh, the, like the cantina scene? Like a... You kind of do. You kind of do. Yes. <laughs> You too, for those Come watching. Come on down to the canteen. All right, folks. He's stoned now. He's stoned. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're back, everybody. I just wanted to say that looked like the cantina to me. It did. Uh, so, in early America, 
The name of this character was Chris Kringle, which is derived from Christkind. Eh? Eh? See what I'm doing? Uh, I see what you're doing. So I'm, pick, later, I'm picking up what you're putting down, if that's okay. what you're asking. So I was mentioning earlier about what happened with uh, immigrants coming into the country and changing the customs. Uh, later on, Dutch settlers in the U.S. took the old stories of St. Nicholas with them, and Chris Kringle and St. Nicholas kind of fused together in perfect harmony and became Sinterklaas. Or as we know, okay, is that like uh, is that like uh, Megatron in the Transformers uh, uh, canon? No, okay, go on. I'm sorry, sure. I, I totally ruined this. You did, you did, you interrupted me as usual. Uh, Chris Kringle, which was derived of Christkind, uh, Dutch settlers, Dutch settlers uh, came in with their traditions and their stories of Saint Nicholas kind of fused with Chris Kringle uh, to become Sinterklaas, which we now say, of course, as Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I like how you started again as if I'm going to take out the thing before this, but I'm definitely leaving all I that. needed to, to have a continued... Contextualize it. Yes, instead I of just being, Instead of just you interrupting me going, Santa Claus, derpa derpa der. You know, because your stone fucking ass couldn't wait for me to finish the sentence. Uh, maybe uh, you should, you know, fucking talk faster. Mm. How about that? Maybe, How about... You should, maybe you should just put a bong in it. And oh, uh, all right, uh, all right, Center Pinter, let's get let's just move it right along. <laughs> Many countries, especially ones in Europe, celebrate Saint Nicholas Day on the on December sixth. So this is another thing that goes into the whole bullshit of it being on the 25th. Mm. They, they celebrate it on, on the 6th. Uh, in the Netherlands and some other European countries, children leave clogs out on the 5th of December uh, to be filled with presents. They leave shoes outside uh, oh. to be with gifts. Uh, and because of uh, the fact that they leave shoes out, those shoes... They actually get presents from Al Bundy. Uh, so, so, I'm making that part up. Do you remember when he was trying to win the contest and he like came home and they like just took his shirt off? It was like a like the NASCAR like pit the pit crew like he came in and he was gonna win the the trip to Hawaii by oh, himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they when, like just like squeegeed yeah, yeah. his armpits off and like yep, gave yep. him like, yeah. I yeah. do. I do. It was like it's like that uh, in uh, parts of the Netherlands. Uh, what a time. But they also believe that if they leave some hay and carrots in their shoes for Sinterklaas's horses, not reindeer, horses, uh, then they will be left some sweets. And I see you've got St. Nicholas as your background. I just put the background here. I'm trying to. Thanks just... for that. Yeah, you got it. So I will say uh, my people, my people from Spain, uh, they believe it is the wise men uh, uh, that give out the uh, the gifts. Uh, in fact, in parts of Italy, your people and a little bit my people, uh, they believe it's an old lady called Bafana who gives out the gifts. So there are many cultures who don't attribute it to Santa. Some cultures think it was the three wise men. Some people think it was the baby Jesus cherub fucking 
Cupid motherfucker, and some people think it's some old cunt named Bufana. So there are a lot of different interpretations, is what okay. I'm saying. So there's a history of Santa Claus. How do you like that? I mean, I like it pretty good. Um, <laughs> did I, I did think... I teach you anything today? You did teach me. Okay. Um, I learned it. You did, but learn. I hope I hope. But you know what I mean. But I already hate everything, uh, and we're we're like uh, on the same wavelength of this. I know, but and I hope I that our it's interesting. No, no, it's... you taught me. No, absolutely, because you did teach me, and I think that it further drives home the fact that like this old lady is going to come <laughs> bring you fucking presents. Look at her. Look at how not... fucking this is your this is your god. Where's your god now? She's on the mic. Look, it's in it's... front of her. Is this Bufana? Is this This Bufana? is Bufana. Google this Bufana. is your god. She's bringing your presence. Get it together, people. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, this so is only funny if you're watching I, the video. It, it's only funny if you're watching the video. I, I think that it's interesting to research the uh, the true origins of a holiday. Uh, I, and, and the history I, of... I agree. The history is great, and it's also great to say that to people who then would argue, would like to argue back to you right. about how you're wrong, and right. you're just like, "What's wrong with These you? This people, is history. yeah." They, they 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 argue that it's all about, uh, you know, Christ and the birth of Christ, and it's totally not. It's totally not. And the only like, if you remember nothing else, just tell them, show me in the Bible where it says Christ was born on December 25th, because it's not there. It doesn't. It's not anywhere in the Bible. Do you know what it's like? And I don't actually know if it's like this because I don't know anything about uh, law and maybe Congress. But I feel like it's like when uh, I hear about like they're going to pass a bill or something. But, oh, they tack on these extra bullshit things in order to get like, right. you know, right. it's going to get passed because there's a good thing there. But they tack but they all this sneak extra something in. Yeah. yeah. So they did that like for Christmas. They're like, oh, yeah, when I was Christmas, but then we're going to tack on all this like. That's totally what they did. Bullshit, you know, yeah. that goes with it and make it ours. And also yeah. you're going to go to hell. Absolutely. That's what they did. Uh, so real quick, like I, I wanted to discuss a few more traditions that people are probably curious about. Now, okay. um, I did mention uh, that, you know, these people are like, keep the Christ at Christmas. Christ is right there in the, in the word. It's uh, right there. This is a funny thing with these people who don't understand anything about the history. Uh, Christmas is also you're showing you me your nipples now on the video. He's stoned. He's stoned. I didn't, I didn't say anything, dude. I'm just stretching. You're flashing me. It's weird that you brought yeah. that up. Uh, just please continue with your cream going. You're, you're flashing me. Anyway. Um, anyway, uh, people. Uh, that are like these these ignorant Christ uh, uh, promoters. They get really mad. <laughs> the IGP, yeah. The IGP. I, I, I mean ICP. I mean ICP. They get Christ promoters and say, "Oh my God, we've cracked it, dude! <laughs> we cracked the insane clown pussy on Christmas They're, Eve. We think it's we, a Christmas miracle, dude! Holy shit, we finally! Oh figured it out. Jesus Christ, we the have ascended. Ignorant, <laughs> the ignorant Christ promoters are also the insane clown. Or the posse. ICP. ICP. <laughs> we figured it out. God damn it. I always knew we would come like and here it is like 26 episodes in. We've made the breakthrough or 27 episodes in like it's 
It is a Christmas miracle. CP. My God. You're stoned and I'm drunk. Uh, and it's in like, that's and what everything, it's but, all but, about. But everything's making sense. And that's it's all making sense. Scared. It's all coming together. So anyway, uh, these people that are like, that are like, oh, Christmas is all about Jesus and blah, blah, blah. They actually get mad when the very common moniker uh, Xmas is used. Uh, I'm sure you've seen this. Everyone has Xmas as a, uh, a shorthand for Christmas. Don't cross the Christ out of Christmas, dude. See? See? This is what they say. But this shows their fucking ignorance. Because Xmas has origins in Christianity. The letter X is actually Greek for Christ. And these kind of symbols have been used and perpetuated by the Christians. In fact, one of the symbols is the Jesus fish, which we all know from bumpers. Uh Uh, You know, like, this is another variation of that X. Um... So Xmas, X actually means Christ in Greek. So these yeah. motherfuckers would get all fucking, you know, their panties in a bunch and get their dick chafed over using X instead of Christ in the word Christmas. They're morons because it, that's literally what it means in a more traditional and, sense. Yeah. And we should be all inclusive. People are getting their vaginas chafed over this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely it, it to oh, me it's very funny it's just like a yes, you stand back and look at it like and again like i really truly believe that your station in life kind of dictates this uh open uh, sure. y- y- where you get kind of like oh shit i'm i can see what's happening now but really working in that in that field of that like you you see how much of a farce all of this is. All of it. No, it means nothing. It means nothing. And nothing about Here's the funny thing about these. But we these... place see so much importance upon it. We do. Here's the funny thing too about <clears throat> these these uh, Christ and Christmas people is they refuse to listen to any of this. They absolutely refuse. Uh, they they don't just try to they don't try to argue with you. They don't try to come back at you. They literally refuse to listen to it. Uh, and I've found this in my own family with some of the Catholics in my family where I'm just like, well, actually Saturnalia, Yuletide. And they're like, no, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. They it, won't even fucking listen. It's like, uh, if I could be topical for a moment, it's like Trump supporters. It's exactly like that where they refuse to accept reality. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The election was stolen. And we just lost that other one person. If you were listening to us, get fucking give it up. Yeah, if you support Come Trump, on. you're listening to us. Go yeah, fuck stop yourself. it. Just stop fat, it. Fat, ignorant, fucking ass. Don't uh, listen to us. Yeah, that exactly. that you know. And, and and speaking of anal sex, that brings me to Christmas trees. Oh shit! Tell me. You want to know about Christmas trees? Yes, I do. Because this is a weird tradition when you think what about is it. it. You bring a tree into your house and decorate and you hang it. Shit on it. And decorate it for Jesus. I mean, are you trying to... I thought you were trying to scare away spirits or something. Is that not what happened? What what the fuck, right? So, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the Yule celebration, the pagan rituals uh, were celebrating around an evergreen tree, the fir tree, because it stays alive during the winter. Um, 
So it's been used to celebrate winter festivals, pagan and Christian, for thousands of years. Um, pagans used its branches to decorate their homes during the winter solstice as it made them think of the spring to come, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, the Romans used fir trees to decorate their temples at the festival of Saturnalia. And Christians used it as a sign of everlasting life with God. Huh. Now, nobody is really sure when fir trees were first used as Christmas trees. But this is uh, kind of obvious in the sense that they used to cut uh, like uh, 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 fir trees and, and mistletoe and stuff like that and decorate the house with it. It's really more of a celebration of spring is not that far off. Hang on to the cold, dark winter and the world will be reborn. This is where it comes from. Now, yeah. when it comes to decorating it and all that shit, it was just people kind of uh, uh, like rather than just taking branches and, and, and hanging little pieces, they brought the whole fucking tree into their house and decided to decorate it for Jesus. Uh -huh. uh, I, I per personally think that drunk people uh, started that. Uh, but <laughs> no one really knows uh, for sure when it was first used as Christmas trees. So Interesting. Uh, but here's a funny little bit about candy canes. Huh? Huh? Everybody loves them. Everyone loves them. Everybody gives them. Like, what is uh, people give those ones that are like the dildo, like rock hard, three inches of candy cane and two feet of oh, it. Those, you're like, who eats that? Candy. Yeah. Like, why? That? Why? That's like that's like a gift to throw away. Why those, are you giving no, 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 me a those, stick those, of fucking sugar? Candy canes go right up someone's rectum. That's what those oh, are for. That's all they're made for. That's totally what they're made for. But the regular ass candy canes, uh, as we know them today, uh, they were actually... And now there's... like there, We need clarification on this. There's a lot of debate over this. But candy canes, you know, peppermints uh, came out you know, many, many uh, centuries ago. Uh, but they were made into candy canes to keep kids quiet in church during Christmas ceremonies because it was all this boring requiem eternal, like bullshit. And they knew kids wouldn't shut the fuck up because they're kids. And so they, they, they created candy canes and be like, just stick this in your fucking mouth so you'll shut the fuck up. You'll suck on this rather than talking. Uh, which is what most Catholic priests would say too, uh, but they would they would be like suck. Thank you. They would be like suck on this candy cane because we know you won't talk, and that's how it kind of got tied into Christmas, is because they were just like, okay, this 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 thing will will keep you quiet in church, and it was shaped like a hook uh, because it was to remind kids of shepherds holding their staffs. Uh, you know, like the shepherds in relation to the Bible and everything. That's why it's shaped that way. And also wasn't uh, the the peppermint, uh, the flavor. It was like that was how they ushered in uh, like the um, acceptability of oral sex by making your semen taste uh, like something. Like, if you ingested enough peppermint. Well, that, that was why. Like, and that was and that was also a Christmas tradition. Well, Back that was in uh, the 5th century, when the Christians came <laughs> over, they were eating a lot of peppermint, well, and they the were getting their dicks sucked. From the very beginning, the Catholic mm -hmm. priests ate a lot of pineapple. This was pre-pineapple, dude. Yeah, so they, they wanted they wanted. The it's PP, pre-pineapple. 
when the ICP came over and they were eating this peppermint so that they could get it was favorable to have your uh, knob, whatever. I don't know what the technical term is back then, but it was favorable because now it was like a, it was I, a believe it was, I believe the term was bobbing the bishop. You're right. Yeah. Or, well, oh, yeah, you're right. Bobbing I'm a historian bishop. here. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could you check your history? Oh, checks out. Looks good. Yep, looks good on history. Bear is back there. She's backed it up. All right. I got yes. it. She has. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think have... that might be it, dude. I, I have one. <laughs> I have one more little thing, uh, that is a little bit of Christmas history, if I may. One, one more thing before I get off of off of this nonsense, uh, and that's the colors of Christmas. Because, like I said, I'm very interested in why things are the way they are. Yeah, uh, you know, and pretty- that red and green is obnoxious. It is. It is. It's weird. Well, uh, and there there are several different colors but mostly red and green and i'm going to talk about that real fast of why we have red and green and white why now green it's because of evergreens it's because of mistletoe the reminder that winter doesn't last uh as i've mentioned before uh in all these segments that's why we have green uh it's it's a reminder of spring red uh was uh <clears throat> was to represent uh, the apples on the tree in paradise. The apples uh, of the, the tree in the Garden of Even. They represented the fall of Adam uh, in all of the plays, which, of course, was you know, a, bit, a big part of any of this fucking Jesus bullshit. Uh, they couldn't even let Christmas be fun. They had to remind everyone that we're all sinners. Uh, so red, but red is also the color of holly berries, which is said to represent the blood of Christ uh, when he died on the cross. So red, the red Santa suit is actually kind of a morbid thing. Uh, it's red is also the color of bishops' robes. Uh, these would have been worn by Saint Nicholas, and then also became, of course, Santa's uniform. Interesting. Mm. And did they, uh, did they have that? Uh, built-in uh, like flap in the front back then for well, the molestation, the, or was that a later? They at uh, least had the flap in the in right. the back, like the old uh, pajamas. Scoop out your pee, your poop. So you could so you could take a shit without, or so, oh, so you could take a dick in the ass that from too, a priest, from be, a Saint it, Nick, from Saint uh, Nick, Saint Dick. Yes, absolutely. Uh, which brings us to white. Uh, white is often associated with purity and peace in Western cultures. And of course, snow is white, winter. Uh, so it's kind of a simple thing. But then you get to silver and gold, silver and gold. Gold is the color of the sun. So gold, it all goes back to the pagans, dude. It goes back to Yule, the celebration of the sun. Gold is the color of sun and light. Yeah. Uh, all extra important in a dark fucking winter. Uh, and both red and gold are the colors of fire. Uh, and those, of course, fire, of course, keeps you warm. Gold was also one of the uh, presents to baby Jesus. Frankincense and myrrh and gold. Frankincense, yeah. gold, and myrrh. We've yeah. all been there. It's also and nobody knows what frankincense or Murray is to this no, day. Not to this it day. has not been researched or not founded. Established. Yeah, we think we, uh, a- we hardly know what gold is. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> I think that frankincense is a kind of soap and myrrh is a kind of chocolate. Uh, but I may be wrong. 
And uh-huh. I liked as a kid, I thought Frankincense was a monster. And then they had to get corrected, and it really blew away well, you, Christmas uh, for I, me. You're right. I think that Frankincense is Frankenstein's trans uh, uh, sibling, uh, I think. <laughs> I thought you were like, Frankincense is like the it, it is how it smells after you have sex with Frankenstein. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> Frankincense. Uh, or as a breakfast cereal, oops, all berries, <laughs> Frankincense. Cereal. <laughs> Gold is also traditionally the color used to show the star that the wise men followed. Silver is sometimes used instead, uh, but gold is considered the quote unquote warmer color. And that is the end of my History Channel Christmas shit. I hope you've enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Also, the color of the showers. I just want to put that in there. Yes, but the showers that uh, bear their name. Former President Donald Trump enjoys so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that we've tackled the history of Christmas and how it's not about Christ in any way, uh, I think we can move it along to our next topic. What we do you have think? a next topic? We do. Okay. Let's do I it. Don't... Okay. So that brings I'm ready. us to our next Christmas jolly topic, which is... One, two, three, four! Holiday movies. I was almost there. Yeah, you were you were doing all of them at once. Uh, so holiday movies. This, yeah, holiday movies. Now this, you had asked to, that we comprise a, a list actually for this segment of ten movies. You got damn right. Um and uh, top ten holiday movies, yours and mine, and we'll see where we differ, and we'll see where we get along, Johnny Bong. Yeah. Okay. I. Yeah. I. How do you want to do it? I don't know. Tit um, for tat or, uh, you know, what? How about tit for tit? Because I love me some titties. All right. I'll start with Black Christmas. All right. That's, that's on, on my list. list. All right. Black Christmas, a fine film, uh, often credited as being a precursor to the slasher film genre. Uh and uh, it's also by Bob Clark, who uh, went on to make the Christmas classic A Christmas Story, which everyone loves, with that kid mm. who wants to shoot people in the eye and that right. kid who gets his tongue stuck to a pole. Uh, mm. uh, so, yeah, Black Christmas, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. A bunch of sorority girls are being uh, tormented by a prank caller who... You have uh, Carrie Fisher as well? No, right. she's not. No, no she's... it's... Uh, who's in... The, it's uh, it's uh, not her. Um, Lois Lane. Who's Lois Lane? Yeah. Uh, Margot yeah. Kidder. Margot Kidder. That. I'm yeah. sorry. I conflated those two for a second, but it's Margot yeah. Kidder. Yes. Margot Kidder is hot, dude, especially back in the day. Back in the day, babe. Yeah. She was uh, she was gorgeous. And she but plays... You know what's funny is you mentioned, what? you mentioned her and Carrie Fisher... Both of them suffer from bipolar disorder. Well, they're both dead. So is Margo? They don't suffer Carrie, anymore. Carrie Fisher is dead, but Margo, I don't know if she is. Is she? Pretty sure she is. I don't think so. Well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and declare her dead because that's what I do. That's what and, you do. Uh, you can sort it out after that. Best in power, Margot Kidder. Uh, but yeah, Black Christmas is a quality film. It's about uh, uh, you know, these sorority girls who are dealing dealing with a prank caller, a lot of heavy breathing like we get on the Corey Hotline. Uh, uh, and... She died May 13th of 2018. Margot oh, so she no longer die. with us. Rest in power. I, I am 
correct. Everyone write this down. This is a historic occasion. I so am correct. correct. Margot Kidder is dead and I rule. Rest in power. Hot. I would, and she's so hot. She's hot in Sisters, that Brian De Palma film. That's a good movie. And yeah. uh, that's a great fucking movie. Yeah. Dude, maybe that's what I should wa- uh, tell them to watch on that fucking thing I'm going to be on. We were talking well, about. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not that's good. a it's good a horror bad. movie, right? It is. Yeah, you could totally recommend that. It's a good one. I think I could. More on this later, people. You have to subscribe to the back door page for this. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so back Black Christmas is also on yours. Uh, it's a good holiday horror yeah, film. Yeah, I'm going to write this on my thing. Keep going. Do you have one that you want to say next? So we can kind of bounce back and forth and see what we agree on? Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. Here's I hate, the deal. hate Christmas so much. We I, know this. Yes. I... I almost immediately, my mind rebelled against your request for ten for ten holiday movies because I was like, "Fuck holiday movies, dude!" There's plenty of anti-Christmas movies you could add to that. But list. these are ones that I watch or that I think about, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about none. So I have three on my list: Christmas Vacation, Black Christmas, whoa, 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 whoa. One Bad at a time. Santa. One I'm just at telling time. you, One at I, that's time. all I have, and then we can dissect it. And then, uh, you know, and then I was forced to watch the Star Wars holiday special recently, and uh, it's awful. It's so bad. Just as it is prophesied to have been. It's infamously bad. Yes. But there's nothing. But honestly, I say I wanted to just like do this and say it like that, because there's nothing that I can think of that around the Christmas season. I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. Because I think so, so little of I try to place so little importance upon this time of year that I don't even want to give it like a a ritual, a 10, a 10, you know, I don't I don't want to give it a David Letterman top 10 countdown, you know. Well, you know, you're a cunt because this is what I asked you to do. C-U-N-T. I put together a list of three. I honestly tried. I could not. I even okay. looked up movie. I was even like, what am I not thinking of? But I don't watch anything, dude. I'm not, not even saying die hard. That. I'm not, not saying that you have. I'm I thought not... that that's what we were talking about, what we watch. I'm not like saying you have to watch it every fucking year. I'm saying top holiday movies, movies that have Christmas as a backdrop, even. That's all I was saying. Because I I'm with you. Supposed to be, see, I thought these were supposed to be ones we liked to watch every Christmas. I just said top 10 holiday movies. That's all I fucking said. So, I, and as usual, I read into it, which is were, I, which I am want to do because I will overthink it. And I, uh, Chris, so agree. I, Chris, agree with you on this. So let, let's name my next one then. Look at uh, you. You're scratching yourself. You're so mad already. Yes, I'm itchy. I'm itchy. It's, even though I, I, I lathered myself in lotion just a few you? hours ago. Uh, you got to let it dry before you put it on. Uh, the yeah. pants on. Uh, it's like Jefferson. My next one. My next one. And if you don't I like this I cream and I cream and I cream. <laughs> my next one. And, if, and like I know you like this movie. Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah, great. It is a great, great movie. fucking movie. Great movie. One of the, the the true classics in my top ten for sure. I love Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah, and uh, 
you know, it's funny because like a lot of kids today, they don't even appreciate the fact that Ernest saves Christmas. It, it, Ernest saved Christmas in 1988, so we can enjoy it. No, now. we can have it today. I was like, yeah, they have no idea. They what, have no idea. It, it's kind of like if you don't uh, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it type of thing. Right. They have no idea why we have Christmas and today. And that's why it's I because Ernest. And that's why I try to give the history uh, of of Christmas. Uh, yeah, Ernest Saved Christmas in 1988. Uh, I love that movie for a variety of reasons. For one, I love Ernest. Uh, but for two, this is my favorite Ernest movie. And I did mention this when we did a whole show about the okay. Ernest movies. It's my favorite Ernest movie. I very fondly remember seeing this movie. It was right about the time that I was moved to Florida, much to my chagrin. Mm. Uh, but the movie takes place in Orlando. Uh, so it kind of encapsulates florida christmas at that time uh and uh it it's just a, it's a fun movie it's a funny movie and it it's it holds more nostalgia for me than any other christmas movie i can name it really takes me back i remember seeing it with my dad and my sister in the theater when it came out uh so i love ernest saves christmas very much all right so i will say jingle all the way Starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, the great comic Sinbad. I saw this in the theater, as I've told you on several episodes in the past, yeah. including this one at the beginning of it. Yes. Um, uh, one of my one of the all time favorites, I think, that uh, most people think about when you mention Christmas and movies, people are like, well, Jingle All the Way, of course. And then they kind of go from there. Uh, that's so that's where I was on this. Yeah, that movie sucks. That movie is really terrible. Uh, it bombed in the box box office, and rightly so, because it's a, a terrible, stupid movie. And this has come from someone who loves Schwarzenegger. Well, loves... you know where you know where it didn't bomb? In your pants. In my heart, actually. Okay. What I was going to say, but yes. but that was good too. I and liked it. And it sluiced down to your pants. <clears throat> well, my I'm not saying I didn't come, dude. Of course, I came. Number seven, Scrooged with Bill Murray. I love this movie. <laughs> Good movie, underrated. Most people don't think underrated. about this movie. It goes, it flies under the radar a lot. I'll say. Well, to assholes, but yeah, this is a this is a holiday classic. Yeah, but it's also like thirty five years old, dude. Like it's an well, old yeah, classic. it is, but it's a holiday classic. Scrooged is the greatest adaptation of a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens that has ever graced film. Uh, it's hilarious. It has a horror element in a lot of ways. It does. The it ghosts does. and shit. Yeah, it has a horror element. And it has Bill Murray, which is at, at, at his already at, in his prime. Prime, the, prime Bill Murray. In his prime Bill Murray. Ratchet uh, it, it ratchet is ratchet it up a, a few notches already because Richard Donner film, the director of the original Superman. Uh uh Great stuff all around. I absolutely love Scrooge. But the, here's the funny thing with Scrooge. What is uh, the funny thing? I will tell you. Uh, the funniest thing with Scrooge is in the end of the movie, uh, he realizes, Bill Murray's character uh, realizes the true meaning of Christmas uh, and is so happy to not be dead, as uh, the Ghost of Christmas future shows him, that he runs into uh, the, the uh, TV studio where they're filming a multi-million dollar live TV show, a production of Christmas Carol. He runs into there with Bobcat Goldthwait, which is essentially the Jacob Marley character. Mm -hmm. uh, and Bobcat Goldthwait has a fucking shotgun. A shotgun! 
Okay, they run into the gather, and Goldthwaite's character holds up the fucking studio with a shotgun, and and Bill Murray's character interrupts the entire multi-million dollar show to give a speech about the true meaning of Christmas. And by the end of it, everyone's clapping and singing, you know, put a little love in your heart. Now, in reality, they would both go to fucking prison for a long time. They took a fucking a studio, a TV studio hostage with a gun and and he ruined a multi-million dollar fucking special it's hilarious to me, I love thinking that there's a director's cut somewhere where they go to prison for the rest of their lives. Right, and and little a little known fact is that that uh, plot, the way they took that was actually inspired by Airheads um, the no, it was starring Brendan Fraser and Adam Sandler earlier. And see Buscemi. You can and, go fat uh, your. You can go fuck yourself. They no because because that was like, they took the like because they they were like so impressed with how they had that plot where they like they go to the record station they take it over with guns and they have a play afterwards where they okay. do their show you and they have guns there and then Bill Murray was like this is genius we'll you do a movie in. you can fuck yourself in your fucking tattooed ass because. That Scrooge came out many years before Airheads. Much better movie than Airheads. Wait, let me look. Yeah, you're right. It did. It came yeah. out probably yeah. 20 years before. So <laughs> you and Frank Zappa can go suck each other's oh, dicks because okay. you're so wrong. We're off of that. We're, We're off of it. We're off that. Well, you know, <clears throat> testing me. You're testing me. You're testing me, man. I'll, I'll put fucking. Put this up your ass, this gold dick this fucking... Is... Look at this green fucking Christmas thing here. That Can't you... we all just get a bong? Oh. <laughs> all right, so number six on my list is Gremlins, the Joe Dante classic from yeah, the 80s. Thought in the theater when it came out yeah. as a child. You gotta love I still have a rubber uh stripe action finger from when the movie came out mm -hmm. i had it when i was a kid i still have it um how big is it is it the the foot tall like one or is it the small one no it's a it's a, it's a little action figure it's a little rubber figurine you know yeah. from when i was a kid you know I, I wasn't like collecting these awesome tall things you know i was a child i um, just i don't know i was asking i because i have a a nightlight, the gizmo nightlight that I still have. Mm -hmm. That you, you know, you pl that you those ones that that you still use. So you're I not, did still you use it, but Katie made me un. Katie made me my wife made me unplug it from the bathroom, and she put like a real one of those like nightlights that comes on like when it's dark and shit, like where you can see whatever. But this was like where it's like a figure. It look looks like gizmo, and you just plug it into the wall, and it lights up. So, I know they had all kinds of crazy shit back then. They did. Anyway, this is a movie by Joe Dante. Uh, it's a movie about little goblin creatures. Uh, it's a wonderful film. I'm sure everyone... Who doesn't know Gremlins? Who does, like, exactly. Who doesn't know Gremlins? Anyway, it's fucking great. So, number five. This one I think we need to talk about a little bit more than Gremlins, because a lot of people don't know this movie. It's a little film called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite Christmas movies because it's the only one I can think of that contains uh, gratuitous nudity, murder, and even rape. In fact, the rape of a woman in front of her own child, uh, and then she stabbed to death. Which then, now that's like what says Christmas better than 
uh, a woman being raped and murdered in front of her own kid. That's Christmas, man. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. In fact, I remember when I first showed this movie, I first introduced it to my buddy Greg, as you know. Shouts out, Greg. Shouts out, go White Sox. Uh, like he, like, like that happens really early in the movie, where this woman, like, and her husband are pulled over uh, by this crazy Santa who who kills them. Is it a rape revenge story, though? I mean, no, like, it's not. Do you not know rape? this? Have you not seen this movie? I haven't seen this. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> you need to watch this. This needs to be your Christmas fucking vow to me that you watch I'm, silent night deadly night i would but i'll probably be listening to some frank zappa records instead fucking lying asshole anyway uh silent night, deadly night it came out in the 80s during the whole slasher boom uh and basically they were like okay well halloween worked let's do a christmas one uh and of, like in the 80s of course you know like all the like every holiday had a slasher you know you had uh April Fool's Day and, and and graduation day for Christ's sake. There was one for everyone. Columbus um, Day. I don't know if there's a Columbus Day one, but the there Columbus was Columbus Day Massacre. <laughs> I don't know if there was one, but there was a there was like pretty much every holiday had one. Uh mm. anyway, Silent Night, Deadly Night was the Christmas one. Now here's where it gets interesting. Uh back in the eighties, uh, uh movie trailers would, would air on TV at all times, no matter what the movie was about. Uh, and so there were these trailers, because basically in Saturday Night, Deadly Night, a guy uh, who was, you know, like this this little kid sees his mother and father killed by a guy dressed as Santa. The guy was dressed as Santa and he robbed a liquor store and managed to pull over this couple, killed the, the, the man, raped and killed the woman in front of this child. And this child grows up in, uh, you know, these these homes run by abusive nuns you know he lives a pretty shitty life uh and when he grows up he kind of snaps and becomes this uh he becomes this mall santa type snaps and goes on a rampage killing everyone he thinks who is naughty and rewarding those who thinks is nice great movie anyway so in the like i said uh movies back in the 80s the trailers would run at all times so it'd be the middle of the day and it'd be like a trailer for Silent Night, Deadly Night, and here's Santa killing people in the commercial. And, like, it's the middle of the day. It's, like, noon. Kids would see this shit on TV. And it was Santa, like, slitting throats and impaling people on fucking antlers and shit, you know? What's um, better they learn there than on the street, I say. Exactly. I agree. But a lot of parents didn't. And so this movie met uh, was met with extreme backlash, uh, Siskel and Ebert just like bash it as trash, uh, and all of these uh, like soccer mom types, all these angry mothers went out and was like protesting it at theaters. You know, like it created this big movement against the movie to like ban it and everything. It's it's still to this day one of the most controversial films of all time because uh, for one thing, it was filthy, uh, uh, violent uh, trash. Uh, but like all these people like protested it to the point where even the star of the movie, the guy who played the, the, the kid who snaps and like becomes an evil Santa, even he like disowned it, you know, for the longest time. Now, of course, it's created a uh, it, it's a, established a cult following. It's considered a grindhouse classic. <clears throat> and that same guy goes to the horror cons and signs autographs. Uh, but yes, yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, which also spawned several sequels, I might add. Uh, 
Uh, and some of them are really bizarre. One but done by Brian Usna, uh, by the way. I'll have, oh, yeah. Yeah, he did one. Um, so anyway, Silent Night, Death of the Night, like, the, like that you haven't seen this upsets me. I really hope you will watch it this holiday season. Cause Why it, does that upset you? Because it upsets me because it's so good. It's such a, a, a horror classic, uh, a cult horror classic. Uh, and, I, and I think it is easily, easily, more than Bad Santa even. It is the most anti-Christmas Christmas movie. It is the most mean-spirited, angry Christmas film. It's literally you see Santa raping and murdering a woman. And then you see the kid who saw that happen to his own mother grow up to be a murderous Santa. And he kills people in the most gruesome ways. In fact, uh, Linnea Quigley, uh, the, the great uh, screen queen, she said this. He literally picks her up. She's wearing nothing but jean shorts. You know, she's totally topless. He picks her up and there's a, a fucking deer mounted on the wall and he impales her on the fucking antlers. That's how brutal this movie is. It's a fucking masterpiece. That's cool. I guess like I just anything that has to do with Christmas, I just bypass it. Like, but I'm like, dude, ah, fuck, I don't it's know it's says. like it's the most it's the most it's, it's vile. Set, I just I don't like things set around that you time. You don't understand. It's the most like vile fuck you to Christmas in cinema history. Everyone who loves Christmas hates this movie. It was boycotted for Christ's sake. It's like this this extreme grindhouse sleaze fest. Uh, it's a total fuck. It's a total um, middle finger yeah. shot at Christmas. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying that's why I haven't seen it. Like I bypass everything that has you to. You should do watch Christmas. it. You will. You should watch it because ah, just... it is. It is the most anti-Christmas Christmas film ever made. I'll watch it for you. Thank you. Because I love you. You'll enjoy it. I love you too. Thank you. Number four. Thank you for saying it. <clears throat> Number four. Die Hard. And again, I mentioned this earlier. I mean, that's on the nose. And people know that. Suck you my know? dick. It takes place at a Christmas party. There's a, a terrorist who gets ho ho. Why do you say suck my dick for? I'm agreeing with you. Like, but that's like. Well, you said it was on the on, on the. It's fence. obvious. Like it's on the nose. I said. Oh, on the nose. I'm it's sorry. On the okay, nose. Okay, okay, like, okay, of course, okay. Die Hard I, is a Christmas movie. I I back up then because a lot of people argue this. A lot of people. Well, say these people. Trying... Who are these people? Yeah, but this is a big like internet argument like every year on facebook people debate whether or not die hard is a christmas movie you need to stop following the people you follow on facebook probably dude. <laughs> well <laughs> this, is a, this is a thing though you um, and greg exhausted... and greg's son you guys need to get new <laughs> this is an exhausted topic on social media whether or not die hard is a christmas movie i say it absolutely is it, I, like i said earlier if it takes place on christmas it's a christmas movie this movie takes place it takes place during a christmas party there are christmas carols played throughout the movie one of the terrorists is killed and he writes ho 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 on his fucking shirt and puts him in a santa hat it's a christmas movie in fact here's something i have to say to all the people who say die hard is not a christmas movie i have something to say all right now i want them to think about this die hard spelled backwards is Harad Iyad. Now that means nothing, just like your opinion. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <clears throat> uh, 
I appreciate I the less, effort I that you put into that, I guess. Uh, do you just want to go 2 1 real quick or what? <laughs> number three. Christmas that was, I thought that was number three. That was number four. Number oh. three, Christmas Vacation. Of course. That's my Chevy favorite. Chase, classic. It, it, it never gets. That's the. That's a one mo- movie that takes place at Christmas that I could always watch, no matter what well, time of year it is, because well, it. Well, just wait till you see Silent Night, Deadly Night, because it, it's a mind. Christmas movie you will, you will love. Um, yeah, Christmas I mean, Jelly of the Month Club. Dude, I it's mean, so hilarious. The, 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 yeah. They have the fucking the glasses that they, they drink the with the fucking moose guy like i have those glasses i have those glasses of course you do dude and i'm gonna come up and toast you at christmas and we're gonna drink god we should get christmas glamour shot oh man this calendar is gonna be o t h which means (laughs) off the hook uh it's gonna be so great i have so many ideas so many very this is gonna be one of those like 18 month calendars you know where they're like 15 month calendar you know like whatever this is gonna be for this is gonna span for a while i think i think so uh so yeah christmas vacation everyone's seen this movie if you haven't what the fuck's the matter with you it's one of the greatest uh greatest christmas movies number two two and this is one that, uh, that people would be like that's a christmas movie and it is Batman Returns. Yeah. And we talked about that in our Batman episode as well. We did. We did. Episode Dark- like two or whatever we did like yes. Yes, back, we did. back in the day. Back but the- yeah, it's a great Christmas movie. I talked about this with somebody the other day, actually, how much of a great Christmas movie this is. It's fucking awesome. It takes place at Christmas. And it also has a very dark, depressing ending, which is the true nature of Christmas. Christmas is depressing. Uh, it, it, it upsets most people, uh, myself, especially I, I hate Christmas because it makes me so fucking sad. Uh, mm-hmm. and I won't get into all the reasons, uh, cause I don't want to depress everyone. But anyway, Batman returns is my favorite Batman movie on top of everything else. I, this is oh, a, nice. this is a Christian tradition, uh, Christian. This is a Christmas tradition. <laughs> Christian tradition. Yeah, no, not a Christian tradition. It's a Christmas. And we all gathered round the hearth and watched Batman Returns right. and <laughs> praise the Lord. That's the thing. I don't watch Frosty and I don't watch Charlie Brown every year, but I, I usually will watch Batman Returns. It's my Christmas tradition. Uh, so anyway, that brings me to number one. Uh, uh, and... This is a combination because I did nine. If you were paying attention, I did nine, not ten. This is a combination of Bad Santa one and two. Uh, Bad Santa is my favorite Christmas movie, period. And it has been since it came out uh, back in 2003, long time ago. Uh, I've watched it every single year since then. Every year. Billy Bob Thornton plays a... He's still alive. Plays a mall Santa... Uh, who is a total drunk and drug addict and piece of shit. Uh, and he's actually there with his partner to rob the mall. Uh, of course, this is back when people spent uh, used cash uh, more than credit cards. Uh, and so, yeah, he's a safe cracker. They're there to rob the mall. This movie is hilarious because you basically have a mall Santa who's drunk and pissed off. And these kids are sitting on his lap and he's just totally rude to them. Uh, but, it's the but, funniest but... movie. It is. It is fantastic. But I would also say that it's, uh, I don't know, a character kind of study almost because you have this deficient child that he kind of like reluctantly yes. ends up 
taking under his wing, even though he is irredeemable and he remains irredeemable. And that's two movies. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's great. But he does like it's it's not just about a. Uh, here's a time of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe a person who plays Santa is doing this. It's just like a person, how, how I can't believe a person is doing this. They're so awful, but yet there's some, I mean, the part where he's like fucking that chick in the ass, in the dress, in the dressing room. And you only see like, yeah, you only tall women's big and tall, women's big and tall, and you only see their feet like underneath the thing, yeah. and her panties like around. That, <laughs> and he that's says, classic. Yeah, and you hear him saying, "Yeah, baby, you're not gonna shit right for a week." <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, you, yeah. That like that it's is awesome. It's that's awesome. that's forty minute or forty second like scene is it's worth his weight in gold. No, it's uh, the whole yeah, right. But uh, it's more about like I don't know. It's more about. I think characters than Christmas, but it no, is it a is. Christmas it, movie. It, no, it is. It is. No, it's great. Um, and it, it it is it encapsulates. Like I remember seeing it, and I was working at a grocery store at the time, and I had worked at a video store before that, and I was like, oh my god, this this expresses all of the anger and bitterness I have at Christmas time because of working retail. Because in a sense, he's a mall Santa, so in a sense, he's working in retail customer service. There's that great scene where he's just on break. And he's trying to eat his lunch. And this this mom brings her little fucking, you know, crotch goblin over. And, it, and it's just like, hey, look, it's Santa Claus. And he's like, oh, Christ, fucking great. You know, yeah. and he finally snaps. He's like, I'm eating my fucking lunch, okay? And she's like, oh, well, management will hear about this. Oh, yeah, you think you can make my life any fucking worse? Take a fucking shot. It's yeah. like, that scene just fucking spoke to my heart, dude. I was like... This is exactly right. You can't even fucking eat your lunch without these cock-sucking cunts being in your face. Like It's just like, fuck you, you bitch. You fucking care. It's not all about you. Like, leave me the fuck alone, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, to get, again, to go back, like, to where he is irredeemable and remains irredeemable, I think that it shows that you don't have to learn a lesson to be a better person in order to like help somebody which is what he does absolutely like he doesn't learn like oh my gosh now i'm gonna not fuck chicks in the ass in the big and tall store (laughs) like he doesn't change his behavior or alter his personality at all he just is has that like inherently like i need to help this person yeah yeah type of Um, thing like yeah and that, that that's one of the things i also uh, really love about San- Bat Santa One and Two is that he doesn't uh, come across some Christmas miracle like in in Scrooge or uh, or any of these other movies where he learns the true meaning of Christmas. He doesn't and... learn anything. No, he learns nothing. He, uh, particularly, doesn't learn the true meaning of Christmas and have some moment where he's like, "Christmas is a time of miracles." There's none of that. Like by the end of the movie, he's still a thief and a liar and a drunk and a philanderer and a piece of shit. And that's what makes them so great is that right. there is no redemption. There is no Christmas spirit. It's a total fuck you to the Christmas uh, spirit, actually. It is, but it also shows that you can be all of those things and still know, like, still, mm-hmm. still know when, like, hey, I can help somebody, right, right. but you don't have to learn a lesson from that. You don't have to adapt, like, to a, a, a mode of thinking. You should just have that in you. And no matter, like, what 
you path you've stre- like struck out on in life and how like the decisions you made people still can help people i dude this is some good weed and this movie I'm is sure. not as good as i'm going on about but it does oh, show no, like no. that's all i'm saying that, is that like is uh it, it is good but i'm just saying like it's it's more about like how you should be it, it's it's irreverent because it's trying to show you like not you how you should be but like you should always be helping people it doesn't matter and people yeah. i don't know look dude That's you got me mad game. about zappa and now i got no, you know you're you're <laughs> the fucking about you know your precious frankie zappa was that number one that was my number one. I, like and my favorite, okay, okay, okay. My favorite Christmas movie of all time is Bad Santa. Uh, part two is not quite as good as part one, but it's still good. Still funny. I still like it. I still laugh at it. Uh, but part one, uh, if you haven't seen Bad Santa, I totally recommend it. And you, John Wayne, need to see Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, the ultimate Christmas slasher. Uh, you want to talk about a movie that doesn't embrace the spirit of Christmas at the end? This does not. This is a a nihilistic dark bleak fucking movie it is as as unpleasant as possible i love it we believe in nothing lebowski nothing um well i mean before we go out i just want to do say that like i watched uh the star wars christmas special (laughs) from back in when was that like eight uh uh, 1980 yeah. like right like it was like right after a new hope so shortly after that and it's whoa, got whoa, like, whoa 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 it was right after star wars it wasn't named new hope until all these other fucking movies i call it star wars that's what it was called when it came out that was on the fucking poster it's star wars okay i'm just i say a new hope so that other just to make it easy for people stick to stick your new hope up your ass talking about star so wars. it was you know like 1980 and it's like takes place on the on the like Chewbacca planet kind of yes, like like yes. and and for the first like f- I think like may I can't remember maybe like 25 to 35 minutes of this show there is no talking it's all just like Chewbacca, Chewbacca. language yeah. and like and just like ref- and like, like in the motioning to yeah, each like other kitchen, yeah like making christmas dinner <laughs> yeah. and then and then like this guy ernest borgnine i believe <laughs> brings like a jack-off machine to the chewbacca dad it's for jack exactly <laughs> that's exactly what i thought exactly what i thought was 10 to midnight when i was like this guy is jacking off because he's seeing like this sexy this lady that's singing like this, this lightsaber is his penis. <laughs> is his penis, dude? It's a jack-off machine. It's a whole thing where he sits in, he straps down, puts a fucking VR thing on his head, and he's coming. Like that guy is coming in that show. Grandpa Chewbacca comes. Anyway, it's awful. But it's on YouTube now. You can watch it. No, it's beyond terrible. Yeah, and George Lucas has done everything he can to keep it out of circulation because he just came back out. That's why it's available. Okay. Well, it's, That's why I saw it's, it. Uh, it's awful. Um, I, I and, and, my... and Mark Hamill had just like, he'd gotten into that accident. His face is all fucked up. So when you see him in this, like he's just gotten fresh plastic surgery in this shows. And he's got like, God, he's got so much eye makeup on, dude. He's got mascara for days. Like he would put like Billy Joe to shame. 
from Green Day with how much mascara that he's got on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With how much ga- guy liner he has gone got on. Guy, guy liner, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's. Fucking... I'm gonna put some eyeliner and hang around you sometime and just uh, let, no, let you, no. Like, let you let I you take that. I will not allow that. I will not allow myself to be seen with a man wearing eyeliner. I will not allow it. I won't. I won't. I don't want a man like, with whatever. eyeliner. If you're if you want to wear eyeliner, if you're some goth guy, whatever, do it away from me. I am not interested in having that around me. I am a traditional man. Guys who wear makeup. But I'm like one. I'm like one of your best friends, dude. You what are if one I of my best friends. To wear friend? like eye makeup at the at the table with us. You you want to do it? No, no, no? get no, because that's no. Just just don't be a fucking. What if I man. wanted to put some makeup on my nipples just to enhance? Dude, that. be a man for Christ's sake! Don't. I am up. a man. I'm a man. How I want to be a man. <laughs> I'm old fashioned, man. I don't want to. I want to be hanging out with some guy wearing a dress. I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put some eyeliner on your nipples next time, and we're gonna be. You fine. are not gonna touch my nipples, otherwise I will put you in <clears throat> suplex and make you humble. Oh, I hope you can. You choke me out though. Oh, I can choke you out. Please, as long as you choke me out, then I get like that kind of brain rush. You know what? I'll, you know what I'll choke you with? My dick. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, right. so don't watch the. Ho- Merry Christmas, dude. It's Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry if you're Christmas. listening to this on Christmas Eve, I hope you started it 14 hours ago. Uh, and now it's right about to be midnight. And Santa is about to come down the chimney because I am staying up tonight. I'm going to make it. You're going to find, you're going to hunt uh, St. Nick. Find Santa. Shoot him in the dick. And, no, uh, I'm just going to tell and... him and give him a piece of my mind. What are you going to tell him? I'm going to give him a piece of my heart. What are you like going to tell Tennessee him? Williams said in his play at Peace of My Heart. Well, what the fuck are you going to tell him? I'm going to say, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> you want to hit this bong? <laughs> you want to listen to some Zappa? Okay. And he's going to be like, I got to go. <laughs> and I'll be like, good luck, because I've shot all of the deer on my, rain, on my roof uh, and broke their legs and then put the legs uh, that I pulled off of them. I'm putting them up your ass right now. So good oh. luck. Okay. Flying away, well, you Santa! Know you, you know fucking who, stupid. You know who can fly and is going to put those reins on? Steve Vai of White Snake, and right. they're going to fly through the air with a bunch of like those music notes trailing behind them. It's going to be beautiful. <clears throat> Here I go again on Christmas Eve, <clears throat> and all through the house and all through the night, <laughs> not a creature was stirring. Not even not, Steve Vai. <laughs> not even Steve Vai. <laughs> but he plugged in his amp and his guitar. <laughs> By the, by the way, oh god! Well, and I did hope... lots of flurries up and down. Hey, what do you say? I hope I can... you have. I hope you have a great uh, Christmas, even though we both hate it. I hope you have a good one. Yeah, it was uh, fine. You know, celebrate like I'm going to celebrate it like a Jew. I'm Are gonna, you going like... to watch a, a parade that happens on Christmas no. too? No, 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 no. Okay. There's it's just no, Thanksgiving. There's no decent Christmas parade to watch. I'm going to celebrate it like a Jew. I'm going to have some Chinese food. I'm going to go to the movies and call it a day. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Nah. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, dude. Or Merry whatever. Christmas. Uh, uh, or it, Merry in the most like, ironic happy, way. Uh, happy Saturnalia. Uh, good Yule tide to you. Hail Satan. Uh, yeah, uh, Hail Satan. Uh, and uh, good night.
may we see you in that dark oblivion where we burn eternally and yes. never die. And even though we're we're physically apart, you're still in my heart, you know? Near, far, wherever okay. you are, John Wayne. <laughs> you're in my heart this group. All right. Uh, okay. TRL countdown. Merry All Christmas. Right. <laughs> Bye.